Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be a great night tonight. I'm all kind of frazzled here because I've been fighting with a demon trying to take possession of my pen once again all afternoon. So just in case you hear any strange noises in the background tonight, please be aware that mischief is running around afoot in my office, and currently... She is curled up and sleeping in my intake file box on top of all my papers. I've got my pen back, so we're good to go. Mischief is my little kitten, my brand-new little baby kitten. And she is very appropriately named, unless I had to decide to name her, like, Tornado or something. She's just absolutely, absolutely cute as can be, but she's running around in my office with me. So if you hear any strange noises, just ignore her. If you hear me scream, send help. All right. I want to welcome you all to the show. If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you would like to call in and share with us. We have some things to go over before we get started, so I want to go ahead and touch on that. First of all, I want to uh, give a shout-out to all of my daily haiku writers. I absolutely see what you are doing. I am reading them. I am having a blast. I want to thank you for participating in this. I'm proud of you all. And, you know, some of you, if you miss a day or two, it doesn't matter. Just pick it up. It's not an excuse to quit. Just if you miss a day, fine. You missed well. I missed a day. I'll have to do it again today. Keep going. You guys are doing great. I'm real proud of all of you. And uh, keep tagging me and keep posting those on my page. I have some information we'll be going over in just a bit about our Blackout Summer Poetry Challenge. But I want to let you know that right now, Annie Tillery... Waldo is the one winning because she is the only one who posted hers on my page so far. Everyone you post gets your name into the drawing. All right, so get posting, folks. (laughs) We have some stuff to go over, as I said, so we are going to jump into that. I'm going to be posting a number of poetry journals, both print and online, and paid and unpaid journals that are accepting submissions on my Facebook page this week. So make sure that you check them out, and if you have any questions, let me know, all right? I have two trips I'll be going on this summer to uh, paleontology digs. I will be out poking around, playing in the dirt, playing with dead things. So for two weeks, we are going to be running uh, and depending on fire and weather is when those are going to get scheduled. But um, So there's going to be two weeks this summer we're going to be running a workshop. So if you're interested in putting on one of those workshops, we need two of them. For those of you who are still trying to coordinate with me to get your workshops recorded, um, we need two of those for the summer for sure, if not more because we like our workshops and we can run those on any day of the week. So if you're interested in doing one of these, shoot me a message. If you're not on my Facebook page, 
On my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles. Nyla, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together. You don't have to be a professional per- uh, workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. They can be pre-recorded on your computer and sent to me in the form of an MP3 file. I can set up a conference call with you and help you record it if you don't have the means to do so. Or we can do a combination of both, a live and pre-recorded show. So just let me know what you want to do, and we will get that done. The next thing I want to do, and this very important thing, we do it every week, and that is I want to make sure that we thank our 2022 sponsors. Those of you who stepped up to the plate this year and helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. Those people are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Rain Man, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. All right, so thank you. Thank you, all of you. This show could literally not still be on the air. We've been on the air for 15 years, but I could not do it on my own anymore. This would not be here without the support and help of our community. So you guys are so appreciated on behalf of all of us. Thank you. All right, so do you guys know what time it is now? Inspiration from the Inkwell, brought to you by the Speakeasy Cafe. Have your pens, your pencils, your journals, whatever it is you're going to write with ready, and we are going to get started. We have kind of a new thing we're going to be doing. It's very short, very fun, and uh, a bit, I think it's really cool. But it's going to be called, it's called your community prompt. All right. And your community prompt. So, Something I see or catches my eye during the week, I'm going to borrow that from one of you, and I'm going to use it as our community prompt. So this week's community prompt comes from Michael Emerald. And you may be asking yourself, well, who is Michael Emerald? Well, Michael is here every week listening to the show. And throughout the show and after the show, he always sends me wonderful emails about all of you and the poems that he hears. And he gives me suggestions on the show and ideas. And now he is actually writing poems to the prompts that he's hearing and sending those to me. And like his name, you know, Michael Emerald, it's a precious gem. So you can visit him at facebook.com forward slash michael.emerald just like they both sound, Michael Emerald. So make sure you go over and send him a hello and thank him for helping support the show 
So this week, the prompt that I picked out, and he's probably going to be really surprised that this is the one I chose, but the community prompt for the week is, time to go to an outdoor bar and order a Heineken. Time to go to an outdoor bar and order a Heineken. So that is your community prompt for the week. You get double kudo points, triple kudo points, if you take that community prompt and write it within the community, like do a collab with other people with that prompt as your title or inspiration. Okay, so now, you know what time it is now? Now it's time for our regular poetry prompts. (laughs) So be careful, you guys. Watch what you post because you don't know what I'm going to see or what I'm going to pick for next week from one of you. All right, so your poetry prompts for the week. These prompts are going to be used throughout all of the the activities that I give you tonight. All right, so pay close close attention to these. As I go through the prompts, if you happen to miss one, don't panic. You can come back after the show is aired and listen to the podcast in our archives and start it and stop it at your leisure, write down what you need to do, whatever. So if you don't get all these as we go through them, don't worry. You'll be able to a little bit later. Now, remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. They can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. I bit my tongue. Or the general concept of your poem. (laughs) Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is entirely up to you. So since I've condensed everything down, we're instead of doing 12 prompts a week, we're going to be doing 15, which gives you more to choose from, which is kind of fun. All right, but it also kind of gives you some, it gives you more prompts to do the all of this stuff with the same prompts. And I don't know. Anyway, I'm giving you 15. Don't, you don't don't ask why. I don't know. Sure, I just had too many in my head, and I there there they are. So yeah, number your paper one through 15. Run through these quickly. Number one, whisper not. Whisper not. Number two, season of the witch. Season of the Witch. Three. It can't happen here. It can't happen here. Number four. Sometimes in the wild night. Sometimes in the wild night. Five. Too far gone. Too far gone. Six. Road of the Fallen. Road of the Fallen, seven, stuff like that, stuff like that. Number eight, knock on wood, knock on wood. Number nine, when you are late for death, when you are late for death. Ten, blues on the corner, that makes me think of Mr. Curry, blues on the corner. Eleven, in a tide of turbulent stars. In a tide of turbulent stars. Twelve. Plastic people. Plastic people. Thirteen. Night rhymes. Night rhymes. Fourteen. Wishing me gone. Wishing me gone. Fifteen, dream of small things. Dream of small things. 
All right, so those are your 15 prompts for the week. You can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts and choose four or five of them, mix them all up together in one poem, or you can use all the lines in one prompt or in one poem. Yeah, poem. (laughs) Whatever you do with them, it's up to you. Have fun with those. But before you do, we have some things we would like you to do first. And that is your writing exercise where we are using the twelve or the fifteen prompts that I just gave you. And we are going to be doing something called pick apart a prompt. This exercise highlights that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is much more important than what we do write to it. It gets us away from the stereotypical knee jerk reaction images that our minds pull up whenever we hear something that inspires us. It's just like muscle memory. This trains your brain to instead of fixating on what is the common, the typical, and you end up writing the same poem that everybody else writes, you're training your mind instead to not freeze on that first image, but start working like a slide projector or a kaleidoscope. If you do something 27 times, it becomes a habit. This will change you as a writer. It will make you 100 times a better writer. I promise you that. All right? So, it's going to cause you to start looking at the things that inspire you, looking deeper into them finding things that are unique to you, writing poems only you could write. Not writing the basic, not writing the typical. Writing your poem, your voice. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to have you take the first prompt. All right? I want you to write that at the top of your page in your journal, and underneath of it, I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems that you could write to that prompt. So look at how many ways you can twist it, turn it, shake it up, turn it upside down, inside out, whatever, and think of all the different ways that you can manipulate it to have different meanings. So find at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Then go on down, down down to number two, number three, number four, until you have written at least six different ideas for six different poems you could write to each of the 15 prompts. All right? I promise you will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. You're going to be off and writing. It's going to be one of the most amazing poems you've ever written, and I dare you to prove me wrong, because I'm not. This will happen. The human brain is predictable. All right, so once again, these are the 15 prompts you will be writing to and using as your pick-apart or prompt. Ouch. Writing, kitten's trying to get me. Writing exercises. One, whisper not. Two, season of the witch. Three, it can't happen here. Four, sometimes, sometimes in the wild night. Five, gone too far. Six, road of the fallen. Seven, stuff like that. Eight, knock on wood. Nine, when you are late for death. Ten, blues on the corner. Eleven, in a tide of turbulent stars. Twelve, plastic people. 
13, Night Rhymes, 14, Wishing Me Gone, and 15, Dream of Small Things. So there you go. Your extra credit journal write, uh, your prompted free write storytelling, whatever, is to sit down without thinking about it too Without thinking about it too much, start with the very first prompt and start writing a story from that prompt. And keep writing until you work in the second line and the third line and the fourth one and the fifth one, all the way down for as far as you want to go, all the way to 15 if you want. And it's really kind of fun because, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about what you're writing. You're just writing the story and trying to figure out a way to work the next prompt in. And it's a lot of fun. It does really good things for your brain to just get out there and run around like that and have fun and uh, without any pressure. I think that you'll be really pleased with, uh, with how some of these turn out. It'll be fun and interesting for sure. So that is it. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning we were talking about our Blackout Summer Poetry Project and we will be doing this for the end of summer, and there will be prizes given out. For those of you hearing about this for the first time, Blackout Poetry is created when you take a found document, such as a newspaper, maybe a magazine book page, something like that, and you cross out all of the text that you're not wanting to use, leaving visible only the words that comprise your poem. And in doing so, you create a whole new piece of writing unrecognizable to the original. And so kind of explaining it in, uh, you know, in simple directions, I guess, or terms, um, there's really no set rules. You can do it however you want. However, these things will help you do it correctly. Is that what I'm trying to say? All right. So as you say, you take a, a book page. So scan through, read through the book page. And usually I use a pencil or I'll actually make a copy of the page as a worksheet. And I will take a pencil and like lightly circle or underline all the phrases that I like. And then when I'm done doing that, I will go back through them and keep some of them and erase some of them and then read through it again and look for additional words or phrases I need to finish out my text, finish out my poem. And then I go around on the page with a uh, like a Sharpie or a marker or something, and I black out all the words that I am not going to use, leaving only the words of my new poem from uh, words found on that page visible. And it's kind of fun because they have to stay in order. You can't move them around. So it's a really fun challenge. It's a really fun word game. The fun thing about it is it's very much a visual form of poetry. So how you black out those pages is up to you. So say you were to write a poem about a broken heart and somehow you worked in the image of a broken heart into the way that you are blacking out the image. Does that make sense? If I've confused you, Google blackout poetry and go to images and you will see some great examples of what I'm talking about. Remember that Annie Tillery is the only one right now who has posted theirs on the page. Therefore, they are winning. And so get yours posted up there. The more you post, the more times you're entered. And you'll be good to go. Remember, food for creative souls. You must have input in order to have output. So reading, reading, reading. Focus on reading. You are what you eat. That includes your brain. So... Feed your head, all right? 
<laughs> Next, as our writer's discipline, every day write a high coupon, go out there in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Right, get them jotted down. And if you don't have enough syllables, it doesn't matter. You can flush it out, add a couple, take a couple away later. The point is to get it written down when you think of it. All right, so every single day, write a haiku poem. All right, so that's it, you guys. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Wink, ink, the Winkwell, the Inkwell, <laughs> a miniature workshop. Uh, if you have any questions on any of that, like I said, you can come back and listen to the podcast when you're there. What is wrong with me tonight? I got like kitty fever or something. We always start and end every episode with an audio track by one of you poets. And this week, let me see. Hmm. This week, oh, this will be a good one. It's a surprise one. I don't know which one to pick, so I'm just going to like make my controller go up and down until it picks one. This is one by Jimmy Ray Davis, and it is going to be this one. The abattoir in Temple Hollow, restless from years of slaughter, blood-stained hands of village sons, defiled the celestial daughters. Something's alive in the framework, black legends on foundry walls. It thirsts insatiable blood hunger, in the cowpens and narrow halls. Come and take a mocking dare, inebriated, admired in your drink, a fool to attend the horrors. I am Gates' bloodletting sink. Believe the essence of blood awakens, spores of a horrid, wretched beast, one who spies between cracked wood. And who awaits your brain to feast? Demons live not only in movies, or brimstone plains begot in hell. At times they enter blind humana. If enough fearful blood is spilled. Blood is not the only essence required for evil to come near. Every abattoir has this in common. They're all permeated with fear. Take a drive to Temple Hollow with shotgun friends and prayer. Know if you enter the unholy fray. Doomed you'll be to stay there. Gaze upon the red-brown archway. Sequestered pens of rock oak. Barnway opening splintered maw. With new life to breed a choke. The docks are closed, rusty chained, where trucks drop meat alive, steel hooks suspended crimson. Blood, death, and fear, evil thrives. The tale lingers in shadowed walls, as horrific as any told before, of a tough-as-nails foreman and his pretty young daughter, Lenore. Walk these steel catwalk stairs, can you hear that girl screams? They are trapped in every pore, every bloodstain and bad dream. Lenore was indeed a beautiful child, with hair and oil painting gold. At twelve she was built as a woman. And her father she would often scold. 
for she hated the slaughterhouse with its cold, unfeeling hooks. When she came to visit her dad, she was a victim of leers and looks. One day when her father didn't come home, she went to the docks to see why. She was led to the basement by old Bill. Amid the blood and death, she cried. The evil that men are capable of stretches like an endless road. And what those men did to Lenore is too unspeakable to be told. Her lifeless and heavily used body was thrown into the waste vat, left to boil with rotting skinned innards. And heavily unsluiced fat. Her father never found her at all, and assumed she ran away. He never went back to the abattoir. And died broken, old, and gray. The men who beat and raped that girl paid later for their crimes. Each one died in a bizarre accident. Amid that blood, tripe, and crime. But the evil of their wicked sin has set a demon free to feast. With Lenore's innocent soul at stake, someone must stop the beast. One must go into that basement and dive into that pool of slime and retrieve the blessed angel charm Daddy gave her when she was nine. Then the skeletal arm of her corpse in the hog muck near the gruel tree fit that charm around her wrist. Send her to heaven. Set her soul free. Blood and death await you, friend, but you will be compelled to try upon hearing the forgotten screams. That poor little girl cries. My penance never will be paid. To live I have barely the will, for I led the girl to her slaughter. By name, I'm called Old Bill. I never could have guessed the hell those men would have in mind. I was just following orders. Salvation never be mine. So now I lure in strangers like you and bring you to this wretched place, knowing if you fail and die, you can easily be replaced. I still wander the ends of the earth, Searching every alley and hole until I find someone like you to save Lenore's tortured soul. Watch out for me, the man in black. When I beckon, you will follow against all senses and against your will to the abattoir in Temple Hollow. Wouldn't that just give you guys chills, seriously? Absolutely amazing piece by Jimmy Ray. All right. Let's go ahead and get to our callers. It's time for our callers, right? I must tell you what comes next if you are a caller. First of all, the number to call in, 646-595-3965, if you'd like to call in or read. 
That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, it's really important that people know who's reading. So make sure that you introduce yourself. All right. You always want to have your name attached to your work. You always want to let people know who you are. We have 15 years worth of archives. You could listen to any one of them if you hear a poem and you don't know who's reading it. How sad will that be? So make sure that you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems if the lines get too busy tonight. And I have to switch it back to one. I will let you know if that happens on your turn. I am so sorry. And then... Make sure that when you are done reading that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and how to get to know you and your work better. Then remember as well that we have a mature rating. That means just about anything goes with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, none of that stuff. You know, don't push the envelope. You know where that line is. And we'll be good to go. You know, I wanted. To, I was going to share this with you at the beginning of the show, and I just have to because it's really funny. You know how everyone's small, something will happen, and it's just so naturally funny that you just, I couldn't stop laughing. I swear to God, if I'd have been a puppy, I'd have pissed all over the carpet. It was so funny, just how deadpan this was delivered. So my son's been here the last couple of days, and he's kind of having a rough time, and, and we've been talking through some things, and he was crying, and I was giving him a hug, and and trying to cheer him up, and and, uh, so when I was hugging him, I told him, I said, well, I said, at least you smell good, and he says, thank you, I use both my nostrils, and it didn't dawn on me what he said for a moment, (laughs) but then it did, I started laughing so hard, and he started laughing, it was just a beautiful moment. It's like those little one-liner things, so I, I had to write that down, because it was just too funny, you know? So when those little things happen in life, when you hear those little tidbits that tickle you or catch your attention, write them down so you don't forget them. That's the point of that whole story. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give you the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of what order you are in. Did we miss? Did we lose a caller? We have 718 followed by 575, then 702, and we have Michael 731 right after that. Okay, no, we didn't lose somebody. We got everyone here. All right, so that's the lineup. We have 718, 575, 702. Let's go ahead and grab 718. Jim, Good evening, Nyla. How are you? It's Jim Hart. Yeah, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing wonderful, dear. How are you? Okay. All right, my first poem is Taking Liberties. Geography is melting, glaciers disappearing before our photographed from satellite eyes. And while finally admitting we've only ourselves to blame, we turn the key in the ignition for another two-block drive to get the newspaper, circling 20 minutes for a parking space to read all about our imminent demise. Wow. That was a bullet, wasn't it? 
Yeah, unfortunately, when you live in Brooklyn, that's just about the way it is. It takes you about 20 minutes at least to find a parking spot. Uh, second poem is 1.3. In the pewter light of dawn, he weaves his way side to side, front yard fence, then car hood, steadying his journey, staring through blurry, bloodshot red slits of barely open, trying to focus on anything even vaguely familiar, until at last... The button on his keychain reveals flashing lights and that definitive unlocking door sound. A mother with two children on her way to school wishes he'd never found. That was absolutely amazing. Will you do me a favor? There was a line in there that I want to point out, and it's where you were talking about the red slit, um, barely open. Will you read staring that line again? Blurry, staring through blurry, bloodshot red slits of barely open. Now, do you guys notice in that line, he never says eyes. This is when I, when I talk to you about finding unique and creative ways of saying something without you actually having to say it. We've done those exercises in the past. This is an absolute perfect example of that, where through his description, you know exactly what he's talking about, even though he never has to tell you. And the way he describes it paints a much better picture than if he had, to tr- if he tr- had tried to do it Precisely, you know, red. So, you know, he had droopy red eyes. You know, it loses some of its power. So when you leave it, leave the the subject out of the sentence, but describe it in a way that makes the the whole sentence subject without having to name it is pretty powerful. And I think that you did a fantastic job in that example in that line in that poem. Will you read it for us oh, one more time, you. Jim? That sentence? Mm-hmm. Staring through blurry, bloodshot red slits of barely open. So instead of eyes, of barely open is what he replaced eyes with. How cool is that, you guys? Great example, Jim. I love you. You're incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Okay, I'm so, Jim Hart. You can find me on Facebook, or you can uh, find my books, three poetry books and three detective novels on Amazon.com. I really want to read one of your detective novels. I'm so intrigued. You have no idea. I'm picturing you when you write. I'm picturing you now in like some upper east side, you know, corner brick apartment with white curtains blowing and the smell of asphalt and sirens blaring and cigarette smoke filling the room and and just that that sickening sweet smell of warm rum that you haven't touched because you're lost in thought. You know, that's what I'm picturing. Well, it's you've got like, some of it. They, they're 47 noir, and they take place in Red Hook, Brooklyn. <laughs> no, I'm picturing you writing them that way. 
And you're in your underwear. Oh, you're picturing me. Oh, well, I don't think you want to picture me in that. No. Don't ruin my fantasy. That would hurt your eyes for like weeks. Well, you know, it's hot on the Upper East Side in the middle of summer, you know? There's like oh, one of those old-fashioned fans blowing and, you know, your chest hair's rippling. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, well, you paint a better picture of me than reality, so I will gladly accept it. It's my picture, and I love my picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you very Jim, much. Tell everyone again how they can find you. On Facebook, Jim Hart, and uh, as I said, with the novels and with the three poetry collections on Amazon.com. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. All right. Mr. Jim Hart. Our next caller comes from area code 575. Levi. Now Levi. Levi. Yes. Come here, Levi. Hello. Levi (laughs) Miracle from... Tucumcari, New Mexico. How's the weather down there right now? It's not too bad. It's hot, really hot. I bet. But, I mean, I I don't really go outside much because I'm, like, allergic to the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Aren't we all? But, you know, I get get really bad in the heat, so it's like I try try to stay inside. Unless it gets, like, really overcast or something, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I go outside. I can't down the heat unless I'm in water. If I'm in water, then I'm fine. Yeah. But, you know, you can only get, if it's hot, you can only get so naked, right? I like the cold <laughs> better because you can always put on another sweater. Right. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> so what do you have for us tonight, honey? I brought uh, two pieces. Um... One I think I've read before, and the other one I don't think I have, but like you said before, it doesn't matter. But um, It really doesn't. First of all, I'm old and I forget, and there's people here <laughs> that have never heard it before, and there's going to be people listening 20 years from now that's never heard it, so we're good. Right, right. So the first one is um, called Poetry in Its Naked Form, and it was just recently published by Kaleidoscope Magazine. Congratulations. Thank you. This is why I'm dying to be heard, to be memorable. I handwrite poetry post-it notes and stick them to different parts of my body. Haikus to my legs, sonnets to my arms, and a ballad to my torso. I stick an elegy to my forehead, an epigram to my lips, and a limerick to my tongue. The contrast of what is and what will never be is beginning to piss me off. This is why I'm dying. I lie here, naked, just my words on top of me. Because when I go, I will go out on my own terms. I will go smothered in my own words, covered in poetic form. I confirm my body is giving out 
but I'm not giving up. Rather, I'm giving in. Today may not be the day I die, but when I do, I will die with poetry next to me. I'm okay with death, but what I'm not okay with is dying without beauty, dying without remembrance. My life, it may confine me, but these words may help define me. This is why I'm dying. In peace. I love that piece. I saw you had posted that on your page, and yeah. came over and read it. And I, I saw was your hoping, comment. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that's the one that you would come over and read this week because I think that's probably one of my favorite things you've ever written. And one of the oh, things wow. I don't know if this was done intentionally. But one of the things that I found very significant about that piece mm-hmm. was how you described yourself as a person by the by telling us what types of poetry you yes. place on the different parts of your body. Yeah. Like like a ballad on your torso. What else could go on your torso? I mean what what other it had to be a ballad. Right. <laughs> you know, what Especially else, my what, torso. What, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got sexy everywhere, so don't even oh. go on there. <laughs> you are a very good-looking man, so oh, thank yeah, you. You don't get to dig at yourself like that. But <laughs> you know, but seriously, I mean, what what other way could you describe? Right, you know, actually, and you, you I, know, you could I thought that about it. And I thought that was on a bumper sticker. I have a yeah. ballad on my torso, or I am a ballad yeah. on my torso. Yeah, really I thought it was it. Uh, pretty cool, too. That's why I picked it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that just recently got published um, in July. Well, so I'm I was pretty proud for you, of it. And it deservingly so, and you should be, yes. Yeah. I love and it. this I one, this it. next one I'm going to read, um, just got published Yesterday or the day before, I haven't posted it yet on my page, but um, it's uh, entitled, You'll Know Just Who I Am, and it's actually a lyric, so uh, let's see, here we go, You'll Know Just Who I Am. They spat in my direction, they fortified their wrath. But I proved my resurrection as I repaved the path. They clawed me down to nothing, but vengeance will be mine. I wear this halo like a crown of thorns, and it cuts me to the spine. Drive the spikes that crucify, and I'll wait for you on the other side. My torture will not go unjustified, as it's now your time, your time to die. Light the sky with ash and flame, maybe then you'll know my name. Fill the sea with lust of blood, and wait for me inside the flood. Choke the smoke, and rewrite the plan, and then you'll know just who I am. I live in the shadow of my disgrace. I hate myself. I hate this place. Hold me under this wave of man. 
then maybe you'll know just who I am. Cut the vein and tie the noose. Reach for heaven and beg for truce. Sick the hellhounds on the loose. This asylum was built for me and you. I cast my line in the sea of fire. I pull down heaven with rage rewired. Feel the heat as I perspire. You said you're fine. You're such a liar. I'm lost inside this human globe. Shake me well and I might explode. These acid tears make my heart corrode. I dream a dream I'll never know. These acid tears um, seal my fate and take a stand. And maybe then you'll know just who I am. Light the sky with ash and flame. Maybe then you'll know my name. Fill the sea with lust of blood and wait for me inside the flood. Choke the smoke and rewrite the plan. Then you'll know just who I am. I live in the shadow of my disgrace. I hate myself. I hate this place. Hold me under this wave of man. Then maybe you'll know just who I am. Yes, maybe you'll know just who I am. In peace. You know, I can tell very much that you are a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's one, good. <laughs> that one, I think that if you were to take that, I really, I really can tell when you get, when you're walking that line between being a songwriter and a poet, because mm-hmm. when you were walking that line, you rely a lot on near rhymes and, and near sound rhymes yeah. to make... Mm-hmm. To bring, you know, there, it's very melodical, and it's really fun when you pick up on that to listen to the pattern throughout the poem. But mm-hmm. I think that if you were to take that, you know, talking about a ballad, you know, if you were to take that piece and maybe rework it a little, and you would have to take some things out, but condensed it down into song length. I think that would be a yeah. pretty powerful freaking song. Yeah. Yeah. There's a line so in there that I absolutely love that I thought was freaking insane and I mean talking about making imagery, I can't remember once where it was where you were talking about the hands being crucified and pound, pounding the nail and you'd be waiting on the other side. And I'm picturing that in my mind. You know, the whole act of a hand being pierced in crucifixion. Yeah. And the nail going through on the other side, and you're what's waiting on the other side as that nail breaks through. Right, yeah. And not just that, that whole imagery was just, it it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally terrifying. And throughout your poem, there were were things in there that were almost soothing, you know, in a dark way. But then there were things in there that were absolutely just like... uh, can't breathe type imagery. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going for, so I'm glad it came off that way. <laughs> it did. So, but I want you to do me a favor. I want you to work on that piece and see what kind of an actual song you can flesh out of it. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this side I sent it to is actually it's a um, a rock and heavy metal. Uh, well, they do go. a lot of rock and heavy metal uh, stuff. Mhm. 
And um, he liked it, and he said, can I publish this? And I'm like, sure, yeah, I send it to him. So I was like, I send it to you, so of course. <laughs> <laughs> so That's pretty he published awesome. it, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I'm proud of you. Great piece. I really enjoyed it. Well, both thank of those. You. Great job on both of those tonight. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I always love your show, and I always love being here, so I appreciate you. Well, we miss you. you when you're not here. I know life takes you and shakes you up and makes you do things once in a while, but just know when you're not here, you are very missed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on um, Facebook under the the Poetry and Writings of Levi, that's L-E-V-I-J, Miracle, M-E-R, I-C-L-E. And um, you can find me on Poets and Writers Database. All my poetry and stuff that I publish is through there. And my song is actually doing pretty good. It's uh, Whiskey Deep. It um, It's in two more. It got accepted into two more magazines. Or three. I'm not sure. Three, I think. Yeah, three. And two are coming out in the fall. One's Word Gathering from uh, Syracuse University. And the other one is um, the Museum of Americana. And it's coming out in the fall as well. So That is incredible. Oh, you're pretty cool. It is very cool. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. Very welcome. You deserve every success. All right. Do me a favor once more. Give me your Facebook page. My Facebook page is The Poetry and Writings of Levi, L-E-V-I, J, Miracle, M-E-R-I-C-L-E. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. And we will watch for you next week. I hope you can be here. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, All righty. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye-bye, sweetie. Our next caller comes from area code dun 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 <coughs> seven. Oh, two. That was my hey, sultry voice. <laughs> that was, that hello, was a, Jimmy. That was a deep, very sultry voice. Ah, hello. Jimmy <laughs> Ray Davis, word machinist here, ready to rock Nyla's world and get this show rolling. Um, you know, we had Jim Hart first, the awesome Jim Hart. Isn't he something else? Levi comes on, just kills it, as always. I got Michael Todd coming up next. I'm good company here. But I realized something now. I'm like one of your last, I'm like one of the last unsung, unpublished poets. And uh, Not for my lack of freaking trying. You know. Now, wait a minute. Now, just hold on a second, okay? Before you started up with me, I was going to give you a compliment this evening. What? Okay, compliment first, and I'll start. That's that's better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we talk a little bit about the MySpace days and just the magic. And if you were there, you understand it. I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. But uh, it, it kind of dawned on me, it occurred to me, that uh, we really still have it. You you represent that here with this show. This show is an exact representation of what we did back then. And uh, I'm grateful for it, and all of us are. And... Uh, you know, because really that's what it was. It wasn't that we were all new to writing, but that scenario and the blogs and the shows and the, everything that we were doing, the, the prompts back then, the challenges, the picture challenges, uh, that was all new to all of us, and we just embraced it and embraced each other, and it was special, and that's what we're doing here. So, pat on the back for Nyla. Excellent job. 
<laughs> Thank you. You know, and, and I have to hand it all back to you because, like I said, I answer phones. You guys are the community. You guys are what make the bill. You are every brick. Well, you're as I'm, I'm the front door, but you guys are every brick, and this community has been built into something amazing by each and every single one of you. Well, you're the catalyst, you're the nucleus, but if you weren't, you'd be one of us. So it's it's a matter of stations, I guess, really. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I someone, know someone's got to do the dirty work. <laughs> That's right. For 15 years, am I right? Yeah. So, Nyla, we did, we had, uh, me and you had quite a discussion on this one, uh, so I figured I'd have to bring it um, to the show, and I know you know which one I'm talking about. I'm reading two new ones tonight. Uh, I've got, in fact, I was going to try to just go and work out with you. Maybe we're going to make change up the contract a little bit. I was going to ask you what it would take to get uh, two speakeasy shows a week going. Is that, like, something that... Uh, no, not going to happen. Okay. Because uh, I have too much. You should stuff. see my face right now. <laughs> you should see my face right now. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just teasing you. But, hey, we got to pick, pick and choose. Well, right now, because I've got so many just spewing out. But um, So I'm going to start out with infamy at best. Offer me salvation. I'll look you and your God in the eye. Watching out for prophets. I'll still be your catcher in the rye. But when will the wind decide to blow the other way? Blind faith doesn't really give you a kinder face. Your dreams are as ragged as a turkey in the hay. Guess what? Tomorrow will still be another day. Godliness, cleanliness, don't tell me they equate. Passing the collection plate, can you still look me in the eye? Condemning lesser to their fate, someday you may have to answer why. So add another tone to the one that's so revered. Make sure your petty script is triumphant, loud, and clear. Stop pointing fingers as you're drowning in your fear. You've transcended all of us, yet you're still right here. Morality, validity, surely not the same. Your rectitude astounds me as you pass vagrants on the street. Your coins jingle merrily, yet you never donate a bite to eat. Cheap deceit for you is infamy at best. Only the finest silk will adorn your breast. Whenever I sneeze, you will never say God bless. Your whole skewed theology is such a fucking mess. Christianity, hope you can see the marked deck in your marked card in your deck. And peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. Well, sometimes you got to shake them up a little bit now, you know. Um, I don't get theological. I don't, it's not generally an area I explore, but me and you talked about it. I love what you, your response and the response you sent me. Um, and you, you hit it on the head. You know, this is not an anti-religion poem in any way, shape, or form. And if you really look into inside the words, you know, you see who it's, who and what it's directed at. And it's pretty obvious um, sometimes it needs to be pointed out. You know, I told you on, in the comments that um, you know you've written an important poem or a good poem when it provokes an emotional response out of the reader. You know, if you, if you write something that makes somebody laugh or cry or whatever, 
you know, you you know that you've done something right with that piece. And you got me rolling on that one. And, and I felt kind of bad because that the, I, what I copy and pasted to you, I had posted that as a comment, and it made me kind of feel like I was using your poem as a platform to spat off, and I don't do that. So I had to delete it, but I wanted you to read what I wrote because I wanted you to see what your poem you know, had inspired my where where it took me and stuff, but I it, I absolutely thought it was a great piece of writing. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, and you said you just hit another really good point. Um, we write to be read. I mean, we can talk all day long. I've had discussions with other writers and with people, and, and it's true of artists and musicians. You know, you, you have to love what you do. You have to believe in what you do. Um, but we're not solely writing just to write or singing just to sing or painting just to paint. I mean, the whole idea is that we're touching somebody with what we're creating, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think it's forgotten about uh, exactly um, the power with which we wield. I mean, we, you're talking about a blank slate. You're creating something tangible from nothing. And that something could touch somebody. It could it could fire them up. It could make them happy. It could make them weak with emotion. It could touch part of their soul that maybe needs to be touched. Um, so it's so it's not about how uh, the volume of response, but it's how there is a response, and it could be it could be positive or negative. You know, we've talked about that before. We go back mm-hmm. to the my the big, the big war on MySpace with my with my unladylike pirouette. Uh, poem and the, and the big poet war that kicked off and how that ended, uh, but it it makes for conversation and, and somebody reads something I write, the drama. But I mean, it came from somebody's one person's view of what they thought it was, and they voiced that and um, and I welcome that. I really do. I mean, we can we can we can definitely talk about it. That's one of the beauty. That's one of the most beautiful aspects of what we do is. Um, we make conversation, you know, we, we make the word, and, mm-hmm. there's, and there's interpretation. It's always interpreted differently, depending on how you take it. Uh, <clears throat> next poem I posted today, I wrote it today, posted today. Uh, I like I Soldier I Blues, just to, not to get off that one yet, but I loved Soldier Blues' comment on your piece. Do you remember what it was? On which piece? The one I just read? Mm-hmm. Um, not verbatim. No, I read. Yeah, I read like twenty comments on that. And, and I usually <laughs> go back. That and it I remind, read again. said, reminds me of a quote from one of my elders: "Religion is for oh, those yes, who yes. fear going to hell. Mm-hmm. Spirituality is for those who have already been there." Right, and I, I do I remember love that. that. Yeah, no, absolutely, and he gets it, and um, and that just that just really justifies. Uh, you know, what we're doing, uh, we need justification or not. But if there is a need to be had, it's when somebody really gets what we're writing. Because if I write a piece, and you know this as, as well as I do, if I write a piece and it touches somebody and they say, hey, this reminded me of this, or this made me think of this, or they say something about the words, and it's not what I had in my head when I wrote it, it doesn't matter. Their interpretation, what they got from it matters to them. But when somebody mm-hmm. nails it, it's kind of extra special because it's like they're inside your head. They know you. They know exactly what you were saying, and yeah. it's uh, it's pretty special. So I wrote this one today. Um, I'm gonna crack this one off in about ten minutes. Um, 
and what I did here was, and you, you read it, you said you read it, and mm-hmm. um, what I did here, and you obviously will get it, and some, you know, long-time readers may catch. There's a well, lot of references. Throughout the entire the piece, you have characters from your other poems and places that you've visited right. in your other poems. It's like a map and a, it's like a map of places and cast members from your head. Well, to, and, and to give you a, just a, a really brief breakdown of the creative process for me, not always, but most times I do not have an, a story in my head that I'm going to tell and, and trying to word it right. Usually I'm writing it on the fly. So I'll start out, I'll try to start out with a, a, a fairly strong, an opening verse, uh, kind of in the direction I want to go, and then it shapes itself from there. So what happened here was when I got to the second verse, um, I had something in my mind, and I started doing some Google Googling, and um, I found out about, I, I didn't know about this, but about uh, Gibtown, which I mentioned in this poem. Gibtown is a real place. It's in Florida, mm-hmm. and it was the last bastion for uh, freaks, uh, human oddities, sideshow performers. It was literally mm-hmm. founded by them, and they, they populated the town. And I think I had heard something, but I didn't know all the details. So I was reading this, and I was just fascinated. <laughs> so this town and these characters made it into my second verse. And what that did was, because a lot of my own characters are flawed in their own way, and that kind of, I think, led into bringing them in uh, throughout the various verses that followed. And it wasn't planned that way at all. And um, I so, thought it was a really but, neat way of blurring the lines between the people in your head and the people in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it absolutely blurred that line so that it's like, you know, it's like you're saying there what's real, what's not real. Right. So this is the red inside the black. Late one evening, the moon was full. I was trying to sleep, wondering if I'd dream of you and of the promise I might keep. Somewhere out in the wild heather, you lost your crown of thorns. You were once just a scrawny kid, so precocious and forlorn. I took you down a twisted road beyond the old smokestacks, lascivious and beckoning, warming to my attack. Got the knack, the red inside the black. In a thin day sequel state of mind, I meandered down to Gibtown, where Priscilla's body, hair like silk, could be seen through her nightgown. Sweet Miss Caps played a strange guitar with her feet, a mournful tune. I'll tell you, despite having no arms, there was nothing that she couldn't do. Those freaks made me feel right at home, stories to tell, jokes to crack. Yet all I could do was think of you that night as I hit the sack, off the track the red inside the black. Met a cop in a donut shop, steel eyes, sidelong glance. Name was Bradford, shook my hand like we were partners in happenstance. Ordered a number three for me, a coffee with gin for the rain. Told me all about the midnight man and the voices inside his brain. I ran fast away from the scene where skinless bodies were all stacked. My fear was flung all over the place, but my good sense was intact. Not going back, the red inside the black. I stopped into a seedy strip joint, found you working there behind the bar. Your cleavage curves were so prominent, they could be appreciated from afar. Cleared my throat and ordered a drink. Can't exactly remember the name. All I know is later that night, I was 
certainly glad I came. You offered me a strange farewell, said we'd meet again past the shacks. I must admit I felt kind of stupid when you stood, looked at me and laughed. The one-eyed Jack. The red inside the black. Made my way to a dead old town with an abattoir up on a hill. Shacked up in a hunter's cabin right beside an old whiskey still. A girl woke me up in the soft morn light, reading poems and calling my name. Every word was pure golden silk, fanning my heart's embers into flames. Then she winked and disappeared into the forest for the beasts don't lack. I knew that it was time to leave, so with a heavy heart, I started to pack. Before dawn cracked, the red inside the black. Lived with a farmer and his pretty wife, where the sweet afton kisses its banks. They helped me get back on my feet, so I gave them both a vote of thanks. Next, I drifted to an old mill town, stopped at a bar called Cozy Dan's, where a three-eyed siren sang of pain. All I could think about was holding your hand. I stayed at the Wildwood Motel, where the spirits were wildly intact. Cold and lonely ghosts of dramas made me mindful of a simple fact. I want you back. The red inside the black. Now I'm traveling every road, searching for a glimpse of your face. The past keeps nipping at my heels, thoroughfares of love displaced. There's got to be some middle ground where magic dust meets weathered hearts. Otherwise, I'll just get some dynamite and blow this bitch of life apart. Can't really say that I didn't try to fill every gaping crack. No rest for the wicked until I'm six feet under and on my back. A simple heart attack. The red inside the black and that is absolutely insane I read it like three or four times this afternoon and I was watching the comments and stuff on it and the stuff people wrote I think it is absolutely brilliant I loved the fact that there you know anyone reading it is going to appreciate it for what it is but I kind of like knowing some of the secret things tucked in there. Like Michael Todd, you know, he tucks secret things inside his poems that if you know the inside scoop, it just brings that much more meaning. So, you know, knowing some of the inside scoop on that piece made it that much more fun for me to be able to read and recognize and listen to. But when I was looking at it today, I was, you know, I asked myself a question, okay, what if I didn't know? those extra things. And so, you know, like I said, I read it a couple times. And even if I didn't, that that poem carries every bit of weight from start to finish that it does in the knowing. You know, so it's just, it's a fantastic, I, lo- I loved it. I really absolutely loved it. Well, and that's, and just like Michael Todd, like you said, I loved it. It's, it's such a, a multi-layered way of writing when you, when you know that you're going to get some people read it that, that are going to catch those little nuances I knew you'd really be I knew you'd really you of all people more than anybody would be would appreciate the Wildwood Motel of course um, that's my favorite poem you've ever written which which not which I, I know and I still have to find it but um, but that's uh, you know and, and but I try to I always keep that in mind. I, I, in my head, I'm, I'm saying most of the people that read this, most of the readers are probably not going to, possibly not going to know some of the characters and some of the references. Who doesn't still hold water? Will this still carry through? And Absolutely. If I answer that to myself, yes, then yeah, then we go with it. 
So, yeah, it was, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to write those. And you know what? Above anything else, you know, published, unpublished, we're doing this, we're on the speakeasy, we're not, we're here, we're there, we're taking a vacation. It's got to be fun to create and do what we do. And if it's not, then you're doing it wrong. So, uh, all right, now, listen, we're going to get this rolling on. we got Michael Todd waiting. He's probably groaning around. Jimmy Ray, come on. Long-winded son of a gun. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, and big shout-out to my, my, uh, my buddy, Eric Shellman, who reads on here a lot. And he did exactly what I've been presenting to this community. Every time I'm on, I'm like, hey, hit me up. Put that friend request in. Let's get talking. Let's get let's get working. And uh, he did that, and we had some good conversations, some good comments on each other's work. Isn't and, he incredible? Uh, a lot of sport. Yeah, he's great. And I love and he's him just, so he's much. Really, he's he's very uh, passionate. Just like in in a in a comment to a comment, you know, a reply to a comment from a comment, and I can just I can feel his. Uh, uh, exuberance, you know, and, and that's and exactly really the word refreshing. I was just going to use. There's an exuberance in him, you yeah. know. It, it, it's like he's got this wild child, you know, inspiring, inspirational wild child running around inside of him that never stops. It's his ADD inner child, wild child, you know, <sighs> that's just always on go. That I absolutely love, and yeah. it just. He just has such a real and natural poise about him that is so genuine and amazing. And I'm I'm glad that you guys have. Uh, I'm glad you guys are talking. I love it when I love it when my kids play well together. Yeah, yeah. No, you said it right. And he's uh, he is. It's that exuberance. He's obviously very much enjoying what he's doing. It's a passion, mm-hmm. and he's just having the time of his life. And you know what? He's doing it the exact right way. So, anyways, real nice to hook up with him. Uh, also, ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist for all my recordings. Go check them out. And uh, thanks again, Nyla. Always a pleasure to be here. And we'll see Absolute you next time. Absolute pleasure to have you here, Jimmy. You have no idea. All right, love you, Nyla. Take care. Love you, too, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye now. All righty. Jimmy Ray, word machinist. Let's get that. There we go. There we go. All right. Let's get 731 on the air. Mr. Michael, are you with us? I am. How are you? Michael Cotton, West Tennessee. It's lightnings coming up from the south. Heat lightning. There's lightning there right now? It's going to rain. And sky's dark. Everything's dark, Nala. It's after eight o'clock. Oh well, no. It's still sun shining out. There's sun in my window, blinding me right now. That's because you live in a different time zone. Oh right. Well, I want to be there right. with your fireflies. So. Mm. Let's do poetry. Fireflies are magic. Yes, you did. And I didn't know it till you told me, but now I realize it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know when I really started taking fireflies seriously? When? When I was trying to take a picture of one at night for you in the deep, dark woods beside my home, and I couldn't find it in my cell phone camera, 
and and I was really frustrated. And the reason I couldn't find it is because the damn thing flew in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I spit it out. Thank goodness. But uh, yeah, I learned my I learned my lesson there. <laughs> teeth, teeth clenched tightly. Went around lightning bug. I guess it was a, a glow on the phone or something that came after. I don't know. <laughs> oh my we, god. We had a moment. <laughs> I'm just picturing it. Oh my god, Mike, you're sitting there, you got your cell phone on, and all of a sudden, like little torpedoes, thousands of little fireflies come ping against you. <laughs> it was just one. I know, but now I'm seeing thousands. <laughs> okay, well, I'm so sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> I hear sirens going by. Now you brought sirens into the thousands of. Uh, uh, fireflies. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Stepping out of the lightning bug village, we're going to read a poem now from <laughs> one of my partners, Colleen Keller Bruning, who can be found at ColleenBruning.wordpress.com. You spell her name C O L L E E N B R E U N I N G dot WordPress dot com. She blogs there quite a bit, at least at least once a month, sometimes twice, way more than I do. And she does a lot of stuff on Facebook too. But this is I was I'm in I'm in 2015 tonight, okay? As I'm going back and and. Uh, Copying all my things that mattered. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, she started it off by saying, and now for something completely different. From Colleen Bruning, move over, Aphrodite. Look at me now, larger than life. I'm a paradox, a paramour, the queen of Never Never Land. I'm more than you bargained for. Listen, I started clear at the top and worked my way on down, consumed by fame and fortune, scattering bones upon the ground. Please don't cry upon my shoulder. I don't like my minions frail or meek. Hey, that green hue does not flatter. Jealousy is a disease for the weak. Soon you'll all be eating from my hand, for my wits and charms, they never fail. You seem to fade into the atmosphere as you turn a whiter state of pale. Watch me drag my myth around me, broadly smiling and cruising on through. I've got other worlds to conquer now, and I've no further use for you. Ring the bells and sound the trumpets for its start of my brand new day. Tell all the other goddesses to beware. Move over after Dighty. I'm on the way. Wow. Colleen is amazing. Yes, she is. I mean, how ballsy do you have to be to tell Aphrodite to move over? Exactly. Exactly. While That's pretty powerful. And playing the guitar and drinking wine and doing all the other stuff she does on a daily basis. 
She's an amazing person. She's a great partner. She's a great life partner. That's an incredible piece. I'm so glad you shared that. Me too. Me too. Me too. All right. Where else are you taking us on this on this trip tonight? This is from 2015, and uh, this is where I riffed Laura Huber. She had a poem called Morning Serenity Poem. You see the sun is a brilliant spotlight for what lies. I see the morning sun is blinding my world in disguise. You marvel at reflections on water, glamorous sheen. I admit in my mind's eye, the lure's never been seen. You allow, alluding to warmth, the radiance it will bring. I take for granted that's just a typical daytime thing. You admire the feathered flocks and their cavalcade of sound. I hear them in one of two ways, in the air or on the ground. I appreciate your affinity for flowers, sight, and smell. I do not know a flower from a weed. I really cannot tell. You marvel at panoramic leaves when they take their flight. I just don't see the grandeur if I try with all my might. I take your serenity sincerely. I just don't comprehend. This obviously means too much for you for me to pretend. Real and imagined can combine. I consent to what is implied. Merge our worlds together here and now. No need to collide. In peace. And was that yours or Colleen's? That was yours. Oh, that's me. That's me. I Great, so. you can't tell the difference in us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was sure it was you, but I didn't want to say that in just in case. But that I would love it if you would would copy and paste that and send that to me. That resonated with me so much. You have no idea. You might as well have been talking about my life in that poem, what it was like to walk through life and see the world the way that I see the world and to try to explain it to other people that just can't see it. And then you get to the end. And... You know, throughout the whole thing, you know, all you hear is this person saying, I don't get it, I don't see it. Okay, that's kind of weird, but all right, if that's the way you, you know, and then you get to the end and it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. We can merge this. It's okay if I don't see it and it's okay that you do and we'll find happy ground in the middle, right? That's where you took it at the end. Am I reading that correctly? Absolutely. Yes. And it, ma- it made me so happy, you know, that that, there's finally someone that gets it or doesn't get it. And it's okay that they don't get it because they get you. You know, they might not get your head, but they get you, and that's enough for them. And that was beautiful, and I loved it. And I am just really happy right now having heard that. I needed to hear that today. Yeah. It's great. It's much better hearing something like that than hearing someone say, did you take your meds today? (laughs) Oh, I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> I just looked over a list of my meds. I just happened to go through my going through my briefcase, and I'm throwing away like 
at least half the weight because it's too heavy for me to carry. So there. Okay. Oh, take your meds. I, I, I took I, my meds today. Why? Because you're all over the place. <laughs> that may or uh-huh. may not happen in real life occasionally. Well, okay. Um, hey, here's just something to think about before I slip on out. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I thought about it today. We're in August. August. Yes. I'm going back in time, constantly doing these things. So. Three months from now will be in November of 2022, and it'll be a 10-year anniversary. And I look at anniversaries a lot, okay? And 10-year mm-hmm. things are a pretty good deal. Do you know what will be our 10-year anniversary in three months? And I'll read it on the show unless you tell me not to. What? Closure. Wow, 10 years, huh? Poets Roundtable number 300, the end of the game. Very last round table. Yeah, it would be ten years ago. Can you believe that? Do you know what would be really awesome, Michael? And I'm not what? telling you you should do this. I'm just saying think about it. Mhm. Because there's a lot of those poets we still have, and there's some of those poets we've lost. If you want to talk to some of your poets who've done that, and you want to do a special show just for that on some random night where we can bring on some of the poets who wrote in that, where they can talk and bullshit and talk about it and have a 10-year reunion. Just just do a casual reunion show where we can all hang out and talk about what that experience was like and share with each other. I would be very, very happy to set that up for you. Just kind of chew on it a little bit and think if that's something you'd like or somebody that was involved in the round tables may like to host with you or host for you or do. Because 10 years, that's a big deal. Well, there's three kind of people involved, okay? Mm-hmm. There's those that still speak to me, those that no longer speak to me, and those that are dead. Which ones do you want? Well, there's only one set that doesn't speak to you, so I'll go get them. <laughs> you grab the others. <laughs> Trust me, there's a lot of people out there that don't cross my path anymore. <laughs> you know it's really sad for me and people I got one guy got really really pissed off at me and I was so sad because he was so angry and then I got mad because we were transitioning from MySpace to Facebook and I had been on Facebook for maybe a year and there was this strange guy trying to talk to me and I didn't know who he was and finally, I got this email from him just telling me off what a horrible, bad person I was because we were so close on MySpace, and now I wouldn't give him the time of day. And it's like, who in the fuck are you? I don't even know who you are, dude. Oh, well, I'm, you know, slow rabbit poet guy. Well, how am I supposed to know you're slow rabbit poet guy, George Fedhoff? <laughs> so I'm sure that there's people on here that I talk to with their real names and still have not yet put everybody together with their MySpace aliases. I know. People came to Facebook, came up with the weirdest damn names, like Bobby and Jane and Billy and What Joe. the hell? What about, who comes up with these names? Who, who, who the hell are you, Ted Hasselhoff? You know? <laughs> and why are you trying to know me? <laughs> and then you find out it's somebody that are super close to and love very dearly, but you know you never you don't know their real names. You didn't ask that stuff. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, I always feel people like that. It's like I just ask you, are you talking to me or the boombox? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Hey, I have yeah. a picture on my refrigerator. Yeah. Mhm. A boombox. I have to take a. I'll take a picture and send it to you. It's 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 not for popular consumption. It's just for you to see. All right, can do it. I gotta go. You got All right. you got poets waiting. Time to do it. Show's halfway over. But I kept my time good at the beginning of the show. Did you notice? I only I was like thirty minutes on the nose almost. You did great. You always do great. You could come on and do a three hour show and just talk yourself the whole time. You know what? Everybody would be just fine with it, unless somebody had something they really wanted to read. Everybody has you know? something they really want to read. I may end yeah. up having to do that if I can't get someone to help me do You guys, I'm talking to all of you. Someone help me to do a workshop for the weeks I'm going to be gone, the two days I'm going to be gone the next couple of months. There are people that like that. I'm not one of them. But you know what? If I if, yes. if I ever come on and you say, dude, i got some stuff I want to read. Can I have your time? I'll say absolutely and be thrilled to death. I'm supposed to have read tonight because tonight's the first show of the month, but I didn't do it, so I'm going to have to do that next week. Okay. Speaking of. Okay. All, All right, right, Michael. I love you. Thank you so much. And enjoy your coffee mug because that was very special Thank you. for you. You're welcome. It's wonderful. Love you. Love you, too. Bye, Bye hon. Okay. Two, one, six. Mama. Mama. Ma. Yes. Ma. Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hi, Mom. Ma, are you there? (laughs) Tell me, tell me, when you, when your children were small, and you would come in from the day, and all of you, think about this. There's got to be something poetic and inspiring about this memory because I know we all have it. I would get off work and I would walk in the door, and I, you know, you're driving home through traffic. You have to pee. Right, you get home, you go running in the house, you got to pee, you barely get to the bathroom, you barely get the door closed, and all of a sudden there's three sets of lips pressed to the crack of the window or the door. It's closed as, Mom, 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 Mom. It's like, Jesus Christ, I'm pissing. Can't you guys leave me alone? Can I get five minutes to pee? Mom, Mom, hey, Mom, Mom. It's like, oh, God, there's no rest for the, just, uh, is there nothing sacred or personal? You should have got your piece where you were. You mom, come home, mom, no mom. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like I'm surprised there weren't like little lips poking through the keyhole. They were, yeah. I know you all know, know that. Anyone with kids knows that. Of course. But you're supposed to get your peace in the streets. When you get home, you know there's no peace. <sighs> your package like is on the way come... to you, by the way. Okay, thank you, whatever it is. Um, and no, I did not send you the amber, but you can send some of it to me because I love amber too. I don't know where the amber came from. I don't either, but I'm, I, I, it's just little chips. But uh, I'll try to do. Something I will happily with it. take credit for it. Maybe my subconscious did it. Maybe it was Christopher. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's been a great show. I just got to speak on Levi's poem because I really, really enjoyed that poem. It was awesome, and I'm sick of being here too, Leroy. Uh, Levi, they were calling Leroy. Levi, I'm sick of being here too. So I can understand that poem. Uh, it resonated with me all the way. 
Uh, it made me want program. to go get a tattoo of one of my palms on my body. And say what? I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know. Probably, what? I would probably get Devouring Stars. I would probably get that one tattooed on me. But, you know, where he's talking about putting post-it notes and stuff in his palm when he's talking about that. I, it, it really made me want to go. Because I'm definitely going to have the last word. I'm not letting someone else have the last word. I mean, I've got a whole box. If I die, open box. Step one, open envelope three, two A, and read, you know, <laughs> it's, it's coordinated. I'm going to have the last word. I won't, but I will. Um, but it, it really, his palm really made me want to go get something, that one of my palms tattooed on my body so I can carry it with me wherever I go. Okay. The last thing I want someone so- to see or read from me. I've been missing you, so listen. Okay. I like this piece. I like this little tiny poem right here. It's called No Same Thing. And it goes like this. The object I am, the goal I be, aim to love, strive to do better, I'm already doing me. The name of the piece is No Same Thing. That's a piece. Okay, read that one again for me. The name of the piece is No Same Same. The object I am, the goal I be, aim to love, strive to do, sorry, No Same Same. The object I am, the goal I be, aim to love, strive to be better. I'm already doing me. That's that piece. I love that. That could Thank be on a you. T-shirt. <laughs> One, somebody said, yes, I will do my best. And another person said, I like this one. I appreciate the read. I said, to strive to be you. That's it. To be the Send best. Send me that one. Be. I'm going to put it on a T-shirt. Okay. It's called No Same Same. And okay. it's only three lines. So, yeah, you can get it on there. Okay. Second piece. <laughs> Um, the second piece, I'll do another short one. I'll do this one. My childhood prayer still said, be said before the sun rises. It may be said on your knees before bed, but it must be said. It must be short and sweet, quick to reach God's ears. A poem or a prayer, a metaphor or a prose, quick to listen, easy to speak, thoughts from the heart, God's ears to reach. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. This poem was a prayer. And this prayer was a poem. That's that piece. Wow. That was awesome, Mama. Thank you. So the second poem is, um, how did it pull it up? Kim Arabi. It's one I haven't, haven't done in a long time, but since it was plagiarized, I go ahead and read it so I can get my credit for it. Here we go. 
Kimurabi, the land where poems are made. Chorus, chords of sounds mutter iambically, especially forming tongues throughout the ages to give birth to rhyme in metered ape in metered rages. Ancient rants before bellow from the depths, a hollowed soul needing to be refueled as a lamp that all too quickly burned its wick. So yes, I toss and turn with loads, puns unsought, and words dance wildly in my sleepless mind, yet drifting bass backwards throughout the woods and weeds of thought. Ah, yes, I am chasing dreams and nightmares too. Hoping doors will open in the whimsical world in time that I may be the wise woman that writes the poem, whose poetic flute plays the tune that hides the poet's mind, minds leading them to that open space where the light shines through the cup of trees, where ditties and missives are the leaves that glisten, where rhymes and poems nod and dance in the breeze and hang like wisdom's fruit, of grand poetic trees. We pluck, we eat, we deliver that which we seek to write, remembering Komorebi. We then finally, now spirit-filled, we sleep. You know, may not be the best comment in the whole world, but probably one of the best compliments I could give you in the whole world, and that is I can understand 100% why someone would want to plagiarize that. <laughs> I'm thinking about duct taping you in a closet and taking it. <laughs> Just so you know. Okay. Okay. So since I, I, I got it. since I got to sneak and do three pieces, I'll let you go. <laughs> I saw you what you did there. <laughs> Membership has its privilege. First two are super short though, so that's okay. I'm so tickled. Listen you guys listen to her giggle. I'm so tickled. I just snuck that one right in. Yeah. Thank you, you did. You did. Watch your mail. Actually let me look at this real quick. Your package, I got the confirmation delivery right in front of me, I think. And oh, wait, it's in my phone. It's right here. Hang on, you guys. Your package will be to you on to Tuesday the 8th. Okay, that's next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's not a uh, coffee cup. Wait a minute. Next Tuesday is not the 8th. Or no, 8-9. It should be to you on the 9th. The 9th is Monday. I'm dyslexic with numbers. No, it's it's estimate delivery date Tuesday the fourth eight nine. Okay, so the day's the fourth. Tuesday's the ninth. Uh, I thought Monday was the ninth. No, nope, Monday is the eighth. Tomorrow is Friday. That would be the Five. fifth. Saturday's the sixth. Okay. Sunday's the seventh. Monday's the 8th, Tuesday's the 9th. Okay. 
Okay. I was I got a I got an appointment that I wrote down for Monday the ninth. Okay, let me get that straight. Perfect. Yeah, because I've been going through hell with AT and T. I just hate AT and T. They worked me like a heap of slaves, and then they had long conversations on the phone. You get on there in the morning and make a complaint, and they don't let you off until the night. I mean, I've been on the phone with them uh, like 12 o'clock in the daytime to 7 o'clock at night. Oh, they never do their job. But they want me to hustle and bustle. And so after I hustle and bustle, I call them and tell them, look, I spent this much money on gas. You need to come and get your own equipment. It's 100 degrees out there in the shade. Uh, I'm not going to be running around and sweating, burning up gas. Go to UPS. UPS say, oh, that's not ours. Take it to FedEx. And I leave there, go to FedEx. They go, oh, no, that's not ours. Take it to UPS. I'm like, wait a minute. This is crazy. And then you don't give any labels. No labels are here. Why couldn't a technician just take that shit back with him when he came? Oh, I can't take it because now they'll say that I took it and didn't turn it in. So you have to go and get blamed for that. Oh, God. I mean, I'm, I'm so worn out that I had a panic attack because the phone I was returning, after they took from July 5th to now to send me finally a label, now I can't find a phone. Where's the phone I'm returning? I just start through the window at him. Mama, tell everyone <laughs> how to find you before we start getting phones thrown at us. Vicky Aqua, one word. You know what's going to happen. What? What's going to happen? They're going to throw phones at us. Or they're going to turn our, our things up. But we can go to True Connect, which is free. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky okay. Aqua. All right. All right. Thank you for letting me share my beautiful, wonderful daughter. And uh, I'll be looking for the package that I will make an announcement when I get it on Facebook. I got a package, and I'll even probably take a picture of what's in it. Love you. Oh, I hope Talk so. Okay. <laughs> Love you too, Mama. <laughs> bye-bye. Or not bye-bye. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you know what Talk- means is don't be saying that, right? Be, I know, I know. I've been practicting. <laughs> I'm ready. Talk I'm, to you soon, I'm sick Mama. of this place. Like Levi said, I'm sick of this place, but I'm not ready to go right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta look for Levi because I really like that poem. I hope he's still listening because I really did like that poem. I love. I will send you his link. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. I mean, our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two. You are on the air, Soldier Blue Blue. Hey, Miss Darla, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. It's so good to hear from you. Yeah, I'm glad think so. I was trying to sound all excited. Huh? I said I was trying to sound all hyper and excited because you were sounding so uh, blue, blue. Well, I'm not going into it, but I got a lot of nonsense that I'm having to deal with right now. And I'm not really, not really having much of anything. Anyhow, I got one piece. Uh, Bones of the night finally laid straight. Five figures of foam. Lethal profiles of ice and smoke wound around the embrace of shadow. Oh, dear that game. 
Slowly, 
And finally he said, no, it's enough. Scars of devastation. There is no looking back. Some twisted ashes tell a tale. Words as clear as the visual palette. Broken trees, broken ties to the conscious stream. They can be fixed in time. Spirit affixed to spine. Blood rush fluids overtake the flesh, slipping into sleep. Widening spirals. Thickness with the gathered greens. Medicine of summer harvested correctly become ageless. Healing that does not work for the faithless. The cool of spilled ice. Hailstones of just the right size. Skin stretched taut to hold them. Willow bark and black ash strips, splints, soft vermilion sap ready to be woven into tight baskets, built to keep the creativity and intelligent heritage safe. Night bones laid straight can pierce the skin if you're not paying attention. Green carvings and dream motif. Wolfie. The rainforest can hold a thousand secrets in a single leaf. Whispering all the while. Coy. Mist making the hieroglyphics in the haunted airs of ancient places. Secret folds in the landscape where lay the hearts of the crooked, stained and dark before the residents of Kogwa. Spirit face Divination. Oh, Chilambalam. Pregnancies, prophecies, obscene, Geechee, Maya language, bloodlines of indigenous ingenuity. Sacrifice, sacrificios, calaveras. Across skulls and bones. Who says the wicked pass this way? Who is it who that decides who is wicked? That is a judgment passed by those who do not belong here on red earth. Coals bright, living as eyes of those who trust not.
education to the fools and the ignorant. Instah, the known boy, claims at every step. We shall so mark the survivors and those who return starshine between their toes to remain unremarked. Migake, passages of passion. We shall see who survives this time. Lodestones and benefactors are hard to come by. The flint-hearted walk in greater numbers they always have. The ground is prepared. The night bones finally laid straight. The lairs of the liars emptied. The strong no longer pander to the weak and weak-minded. Dogs morph once again, becoming wolves. Strong mountain lions cease their mongrel occupation in Thonga, tasting tourists. Put that away. You don't know where that's been. Ah. Pandemic. Population control. Rumors will spread faster than any sickness. Rouge your skin. Step from between the trees. Trees. Smile with sickly ease. Un sonrisa. We hear the trees and the wind song. The rainforest bleeds. Red earth. Heavy stones. Timeless relations we have come to understand. They will find us again when they are ready. Dive down water deep. School. The water birds will find us. Even now the black loons call us as ripples reach the shores of the lake. Water is sacred wherever you are. Night bones. Bones shaped with darkness laid straight. We are the ghost road born. We are here. We are home. No In peace. That was absolutely intense. That was incredible. Oh my God, my heart's just pounding. Yeah. I'm not going to say a lot about it, but it's uh, is in a lot of ways a, a reflection, if not in the, the physical, uh, a lot of the, uh, in a lot of ways, the more spirit-eyed, I guess you could say, 
things that I'm going through at the moment. So I'm just uh, doing my best to walk through it. That's all. You know, I, I have to share this with you, and I'm not going to tell you who's who the people are because that's not important but just to kind of let you know that you aren't alone. I have had, while you've been reading that, I've had two people, two people that are sitting here in chat, text me real quick and say they're worried about you and is everything okay with you? And the answer is probably no. Right? But you walk through the hell that you walk through and able to be the, do the job that you do. And it's not an easy walk that you walk. It takes its toll on you. It's hard on you. It's emotional on you. It drains you. It absolutely zaps you of everything you are sometimes because you are such an empathetic soul. But you do what you do for the people that can't do what you're doing. And so don't think that the pain and the hurt and the crap that you go through in life goes unnoticed by the people that care and love you about you love care about you and love you. And you're not walking this walk alone. So you do need to know that. And I think it was really important for me to share that with you. You know, because you take so much on your shoulders. You are trying so hard to change this world. In a world that's not always nice to you. You know, you give and you give and you give and so I don't want you to think that we don't see you. We see you, brother. And you aren't walking alone. And um, I think that I think that you guys who are messaging me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say your names out. I just, shoot shoot Soldier Blue over a message and reach out to him in the message. I think that would be better. Yeah, it's just it's just another as far as I'm concerned anyway. It's just another sad ass chapter, that's all. I know. But baby, we got you. You know that right? Yeah. It doesn't feel that way. You know, I'm, I'm a voice on a phone millions of miles away. I might as well be on freaking Mars, right? But I'm yeah. real. You know I'm real. There go. I have your oatmeal inside me. We will be one forever. <laughs> we will. You are you are my brother in love and oatmeal, and all things mm. of this earth and beyond. And I love you and appreciate you. We all do. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I don't want to take up too much time. I know other folks are out there, so that's all I got for tonight. I just I can't. I don't feel like doing anything more right now. I understand. I absolutely understand. That was. powerful it was it it was gutting it was you know you know i don't even have to say you know 
Love you, hon. Tell everyone how to find you. Love you. Love you too, man. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, find uh, you know Facebook. You know, it's a rape wild. Yeah, Facebook. And then in parentheses underneath it says Soldier Blue. And then also on uh, uh, uh I don't talk about it too much just because I just use it more for uh, a workplace more than really doing a whole lot with it, but I am on Reverb Nation. I got uh you know that's under uh your favorite uh Greeting for me, which is Soldier Blue Blue, so it's over there. Soldier Blue Blue. Re, uh, re, reverb, and I and I use that because it's just, if for whatever reason you take, I have to like go through there to be able to get some of my podcast pieces over to Facebook. It's a kind of a strange convolution, I guess. But um, and also there's the uh, Red Earth One. Uh, podcast, and you can find that on iTunes and on Google Podcast, and it's like got another six six different platforms. Plus, uh, I guess you could say the mother uh, motherboard kind of thing, which would be Spotify, because they're the ones who are now the kind of like the parent company of the podcast app I use. So I know that they carry all, all of our stuff too, but uh, it's all there, and uh, you can find it on there. And just separate out the words though on the podcast, Red Earth One, because it, it seems to work better finding it. And those of you who are wanting to find him on Facebook can find him under his sexy ass. Porn star name, <laughs> Rafe Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Where you yeah. can see him in his profile page wearing a leopard thong. There you go. <laughs> kind of, kind of, you can't really like miss. Little... That's the way I picture it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With a bowl of oatmeal in his hands yeah. looking at you going, rawr. There you go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You guys just don't know. You all don't know how I see you in my head. It could be scary. It could be dangerous. It could be fun. But I see you all. <laughs> and you are eating oatmeal in a leopard thong, Rafe Wild. So, there's, yeah, that's, there's that. There's that. I'm glad yeah. you were here. I'm glad you called in and shared. We've been asked to keep you on the line with us reading. We usually, usually stay or keep you on the line listening. So you usually oh. stay with us anyway. So somebody's yeah. going to be on in a bit, I think. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, baby. Hugs to you. I love you, love you Just keep a good thought for me, will you? They are all with you, honey. They're with you all the time. You stay here with us, okay? All right. All right. I will talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring our next caller. Area coot two one nine two one nine. You're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is uh, coming from Minneapolis, Indiana. <laughs> how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. You know, I just uh, heard you 
try to encourage Soldier Blue. If I if he's listening on the mind right now, I just want to tell him that sometimes we as artists try to, but we cannot we cannot allow the things that happen to us to get us down and and get us defeated. We have to rise above it, no matter what we're going through. Just know, yourself, my brother. Because there's somebody else that's going through what you're going through right now. I may not know what it is, but always stay encouraged no matter what what happens. And this comes from a man sitting in a hospital right now who's been there for damn near a year waiting for a heart transplant. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea how much that means to me, knowing what you're going through, that you reach out to one of your brothers exactly. to encourage them. Right. That means a lot to me and to him, I'm sure. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter. We all go through a lot. We all go through challenges. We're all human. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that even though we're gifted, we have to recognize that we're human beings, and we go and we suffer disappointments. We fail, we cry, we uh, we get mad, we get frustrated. But whatever, like this, you get saying whatever, whatever it is you're looking for. Just know that God is. In your life. What are you going to share with us to inspire us with tonight, my darling? <clears throat> I recently completed this called Conservative Majority in a Kind of like a play on the Empire Strikes Back. One of my favorite star this is my favorite Star Wars movie. After the abortion rights case, Roe v. Wade, on June 24, 2022, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas said that other landmark high court rulings that established gay rights and contraception rights should be seriously reconsidered, meaning that there is a strong possibility that the Supreme Court could overturn rights to obtain contraceptives of rights for same-sex couples engaged in private sex and for same-sex couples that have the right to be married. Judge Thomas wrote that these rulers were erroneous decisions. The Supreme Court cases he cited were Griswold versus Connecticut, Lawrence versus Texas, and over over Gefell versus Hodges. My dear brother says if the Supreme Court can overturn their decision establishing abortion as a constitutional right in this country, I would not be surprised if the conservative majority attempts to overturn the rights of married couples to obtain contraceptives and same sex couples of married during the next term. My dear brothers and sisters, 
Clarence Thomas is giving us all the warning signs that the conservative majority in the Supreme Court is poised to overturn some of our fundamental rights within the next five years. The question and answer in this poem, the court transformed into a conservative majority in order to overturn the landmark abortion rights case, Roe versus Wade. When Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia died unexpectedly in 2016, President Barack Obama attempted to nominate the current U.S. Attorney General, Mayor Garland, to the Supreme Court to serve as a Associate Justice to fill the vacancy caused by the death of Scalia. However, the Republican Senate majority led by Senator Mitch McConnell refused to hold a hearing to vote on his confirmation. The unprecedented refusal of the Republican Senate majority to consider the nomination was highly controversial. Garland's nomination last and it expired on January 3rd, 2017, at the end of 114, nominated Neil Gorsuch to the vacant seat, and the Republican Senate majority confirmed him quickly. After the retirement of Justice Anthony Kennedy in 2018, it was a swing vote that legalized same-sex marriage in 2015, and he ruled presided over three other major gay rights cases. President Donald Trump nominated Brett Kavanaugh to succeed him on October 6, 2018, with the Republican Senate majority voted 50 to 48, despite of being accused by several women of sexual misconduct after the death of Ruth, one of the Supreme Court's most liberal justices in 2020 from pancreatic cancer. A death over the vacancy on the Supreme Court about six weeks before the 20th. Controversies regarding the nomination. She expressed to her granddaughter, Claire, was that she would not be elected. Despite Ginsburg's request, President Donald Trump's to replace her, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed by the Republican-controlled Senate on October 27, 2020, 39 days after Ginsburg's death and one week before the 2020 presidential election. The appointment of Barrett was one of three major right words chiefs in the Supreme Court since 1950. When the Thomas to replace Thurgood Marshall in 1991, and the appointment of Warren Burger in 1969. The end result of this, brothers and sisters, all three of Donald Trump's appointees to the Supreme Court voted to overturn Roe, Lance Thomas, and Samuel Alito. My dear brothers and sisters, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court has already struck back several of our fundamental rights already. And they are poised to transform this country back to where it was in the 50s and 60s, in the times of Jim Crow, possibly in the days of slavery again, because the powers that had are losing their power, rule, 
and authority and the privileges that they two hundred and nearly two. And you heard it here first in porn. <laughs> you know, nobody could ever accuse you of pussyfooting around and not saying what you really mean. That's right. <laughs> Always strong of opinion, clear of mind, and uh, purpose when you write. Yes. You know, what I really like about this is one of the things I, you know, it makes me think about that too because, you know, there's so many different types of people who call into this show. You know, everybody with different opinions and, you know, you can, you're, you are allowed the freedom of coming on here and being able to share your opinion on political things, especially something as uh, hot topic as Roe versus Wade, you know, and you don't get uh-huh. people to come on and yell at you. that You don't see what you see in the rest of the world here in this community of ours. And I tell you guys all the time how unique and special that is, and I hope that you guys understand and see what I'm seeing. You know, where someone can come on and speak their opinion, and regardless of whether the rest of us agree with it or not, or whether we all agree with it, or only a little bit of it, or whatever it is, we allow each other to have that voice. And to me, that is absolutely, absolutely a rare, a very rare thing. I mean, I have lots of opinions. Lots of them, mm-hmm. lots of them. I try not to share them here the best I can, because you know that's this is not my my stage for for that type of a thing. But right, one of my one of the things that I hope in life is that I'm challenged on my opinions. I'm challenged on my beliefs. I want someone who's going to say something that's going to make me think, that's going to prove me wrong, that's going to give me another alternative, that's going to let me find the truth in another way, see it in a different light, understand it in a way that I may never understand it. And that is the beauty of our differences. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everything I said in that poem was based on facts, not my personal opinion, because I actually researched for this piece uh, a couple. Oh, could definitely tell that was in there. Yeah. Yep. I just wanted to share. The Supreme Court guys conserving the majority. Uh, my per. Exactly. All right, my darling, tell everyone how they can come find you. Oh, you can my brother O'Gatley. Post, uh, I post Facebook live videos, and uh, this week at the hospital, they did like the social media feature read on me. And how so, did that go? I'm very proud of you for that. Congratulations on that. Oh, uh, it it went it went very well. Cool. I got it. One of my poems. Did a little interview on me and catching me doing catching me doing a live recorded session too, along with making beat making my own beats. So it was it was cool. That was, that was good. That's awesome. All right, sweetheart. Um, Go ahead. 
the teacher and apply for the people know no further further about that. So it's pretty good. It's a pretty good feature and I I believe they'll be in I'll be just inspired by and inspired by what doing what I'm doing despite what I'm going through now. So let's just look out for that. And thank you for your support every week. I truly appreciate it. We appreciate you, Brother O. Thank you. And we will no talk problem. to you next week. Yes. I'll be back next week. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Appreciate you, too. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. Eric, we were talking about you earlier. Yeah, I heard. I got on <laughs> early. I had to do my laundry, and uh, I went and got me some ice cream too. But uh, I made me a steak. So, but uh, yeah, I had to get my laundry, and, and uh, I went to go get my laundry, and it just got done as soon as it was like seven forty-five, and I was like, "Oh crap! Hopefully, hopefully, I'm not in the early lineup." So, but I made it. So I got my laundry out of the dryer. Yeah, that's good. Yes, thank you for talking about me. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, me, Ray uh, Davis is phenomenal, and we've had a bunch of conversations already. He told me to tag my new poems when I write them, and he's already tagged me into his. And I liked both of his uh, that he read tonight, and I commented on that, the first one. I haven't read the second one online yet, but I I got busy real quick. (laughs) But I'm here. And I uh, wanted to say sorry to hear about Soldier Blue. And uh, he is awesome. He rocks. And I've been in the same spot. Well, not the exact same spot, but I've been in depressed and, you know, and, uh, and, and anxious and a bunch of other things and felt worthless as well and pathetic. But I just had to keep on going. But it definitely sucks, and it don't make it any better. So best regards to him. Yeah. All right. Well, I did some uh, more haikus, so so here we go. Okay. Got two funny ones. Well, the first one's kind of not funny, but (laughs) I guess it's funny to me. All right. In the beginning, who knows, even cares to know it mysteriously. That's in peace. Read that one again. This is a funny one. In the beginning, who knows, even cares to know it mysteriously. Okay, next one. Yeah, this one's a funny one, so you probably get it. It's actually embarrassing, too, but that's all right. uh, Fishing trips where my eight-year-old niece telling me, you suck at fishing. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I decided to write some fishing haikus, and I uh, have 
think 10 or something, something like that. But I decided to make, you know, some real life haikus because I don't hate nature worship or nature's beauty. And that's, and that's what most haikus are about. But I think it's kind of redundant and uh, I like to, you know, mix it up. So, and I have written some like that too, but I tried to, you know, make it modernize and write about my life too. So she actually uh, outfished me that day and uh, she told me, she said, are you any, any good at, at fishing, Uncle Eric? I was like, not really. I just do it for therapy. It's fun. <laughs> she just started laughing and shook her head. Yeah, I'm really good at it if you wouldn't catch all my fish. That's right. Yeah, she caught five. I caught none. <laughs> you know, you're so you're I'm catching ready. my fish. What am I supposed to do? Stop catching my fish and catch your own. That's right. Yeah, that's what you need to right. tell her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I need to tell you that for sure. <laughs> so, but that's what I wrote. I got some. I got some more haikus too. So I'm kind of working on that. Um, I haven't written a new poem lately. I did uh, do Descartes' uh, dilemma. And similar to my Shakespearean dilemma. So I'm doing literary and philosophical right now, uh, thought-provoking conundrums. So this Shakespearean dilemma, I think I read that on your show last time I was on, the, like, the long last time. But anyways, it was it's my version of to believe or not to believe, which, are from, which is from Hamlet and Shakespeare wrote, uh, a thought-provoking idea there, and then Rene Descartes wrote, "I think, therefore I am," or "I think, therefore I exist," and I wrote my little excerpt about it too. So, but I'm going to be doing all of them, not just not just those. Those are just the two that I started with. So, but I think it'd be cool to inform and make them relatable to people, even if it doesn't make them think. You know, they get to see the inside of my mind. So, but. That's what what I'm doing. I'm still working on my book, uh, Traveling Poetry, and uh, my Still a Country Boy, and and I got an anthology with Gina. Tried to get her on, but she's in therapy tonight, and she went out with her girls. That's like right on. Those are important things to do. (laughs) Oh yes, yes, and uh, yeah, that's so. I'm trying to get her on as soon as I can, uh, sometime in the future. So that'd be cool. So you can meet her. She's good. Awesome. She's I would good. Love that. Uh, she's a good poetess and a good person. So, well, this is Eric. Oh yeah, Nara. Thank you for everything you do. Thanks for the platform. Thanks <laughs> you do uh, for all the props. Uh, and uh, this is Eric Shelman. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shelman. I don't have my links, of course. And I actually forgot my links for Gina Carilli. Do you mind if I say hers real quick? Oh, please go ahead. Last time. Okay, so uh, the first one is uh, hat or not hashtag. It's at sign Black Widow Poet, and that's on Instagram. And then it's uh, Gina Carillo on Facebook, and she also has a like page. I believe it's Black Widow Poet on Facebook as well. She's on like seven other platforms. I don't have them all memorized. So, but anyways, I forgot last time I read, and I told her I'd give her a shout out. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll I'll hopefully be on the next show. Um, and I'll be probably doing, might be doing a 
thought-provoking. So I'm reading different philosophers' uh, thought processes and stuff like that too. So, but that's what that's what I'm doing. So I'm gonna let the next few poets on. And oh yeah, one last thing. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for Jimmy Ray Davis. Uh, appreciating my my conversation and liking my poetry as well. And uh, I love Levi's and Soldier Blue, uh, Soldier Blues, and Mamo, of course, and everyone else on the show. So, all right, Thank I'll stop. You, I'll stop rambling. Sorry. <laughs> You're, <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I just don't Appreciate take up you too much so time. much, sweetheart. Yes. Thank you. I love you too. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. You too. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye, Eric. Welcome. Bye. Okay. Eight one five, you are on the air. Eight one five, are you with happy me? Happy Thursday, Nala. It's your sister Gina Storm. Gina, my lovely, dear, beautiful little imp, how are you? I, I told my oldest granddaughter, I said, when it's my turn to be on the mic, I'll bring the phone with you um, in the bathroom. She's taking her bubble bath right now. Um, my grandchildren, how to love themselves. And part of my self-care is I, I shower daily, but two days a week I make it a point to take a bubble bath and to um, relax and just enjoy myself myself and so that's something that i like for them to do when they're here because they shower at home but they take mm-hmm. bubble baths there with me i got them last I night bubble bath. but um i always tell my daughter when she brings them to me i was like i'll let you know when you can come get them she was like oh my goodness ladies and gentlemen in case y'all not understanding the math on this my mama said <laughs> exactly I'd let you know when you can come get your kids from me. Yes, ma'am. It's called <laughs> pulling rank. I'm the mama. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My baby had babies. These are our babies. These ain't even your babies. You can't birth, but, you know, they're mine. You wait for your own grandkids, damn it. These are mine. Appreciate you mean it, I promise, but these are mine. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's so funny. So what are you going to do for us tonight, my love? I'm on the air. You know, I told my granddaughter, I said, stop making poop noises with the cup. (laughs) (laughs) Tell her to just splash away to her heart's content. You're fine. (laughs) Oh, my God, Nyla. The funny thing about her is this is the oldest. Um, She's going to be a physician. I remember when she found out that physician was the fancy word for doctor. And she told me that she wasn't going to cure lupus. She was going to eradicate it. And I was like, ooh, ladies and gentlemen, I have nothing to worry about. My granddaughter's going to eradicate lupus. (laughs) Good girl. I'm covered. So when it was time for her to get in the bathtub, I said, Doc, the tub is yours. (laughs) Oh, that's that's cute. Oh, yeah. Um... Nala, can you hear me? I can, yes. Because you're, you're breaking up on my side. I don't know why. And I'm on my landline, not my cell phone. Huh, you're, you sound absolutely 100% clear Oh, no, me. you sound great now. It's fixed. Whatever you did just now fixed us. Okay, I won't move. 
please don't. So I got a piece that I wrote a couple of days ago. Um, Julie, you want me to do two pieces? Because if I do a second piece, it's going to have to be a freestyle. Two. Okay. So I'm going to go on her recommendation, watching the clock, and um, I'm going to read a piece that I wrote on the second, and today is what, the fourth or fifth? Today is the fourth. It's the fourth. It's the fourth, yeah. Um, I, I retired when I was 47, so I never know what day of the week it is or what the date is on the calendar unless I check. <laughs> it's one of the perks of not having nowhere to be in the morning. Are you hot? You okay? Okay, I'm going to leave the door just like this. So I have the door, um, it's, it's a skew, but not all the way open and not all the way closed because she's in a hot bubble bath. And I, I'm I'm sweating like a runaway slave or a, a hoe in church. So let me get with. <laughs> yeah. Let me look, let me let me get myself together. So the first piece that I'm going to do, I'm going to read it. I wrote it on the second, and I titled it "Screaming Ink." This is it. Screaming ink. My pen screams from the ink that is inside of it. It echoes, it shouts, and gasps until at last my aching fingers allow me to use them again nimbly so that I can continue writing poetry. But while they're locked, I will allow myself to just revel in the fact that I am here, even though I'm in pain. And once it lessens, I listen desperately straining to hear each syllable as the notebook's pages receive the words that are inside of me. My chest heaved. My tears held at bay. I'm loving the bold expressions, needing my ink to heal the places in my heart that my pen and my hand can't reach. I need to do this and then some. See, each page gives me life, hope, and reassurance, I can cope. So I take a deep breath, and then I exhale, and I tap into my inner self, feeling happy and strong, screaming, ink, please. I smile and not weep, contributing my mere words, wanting just to be heard until my body grows cold, hopefully. That happens no time soon. The sun was shining today, so I was watering myself. I deserve to bloom. But this ink that's screaming loudly, proudly on all days, even those that are cloudy, remind me that I need to keep picking up my pen, writing in my notebook, even when fine. Penmanship is illegible. You'll feel like I went to medical school. I must be a doctor, but I'm not. But I have stories and poetry, and I'm penning new piece. There are so many things inside of me that need to be told softly, calmly, some of which needs to be bold. That's all I got in peace. Was that what your freestyle? Is that written? I wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows the difference anymore, apparently. <laughs> no, because I was trying to think, is she freestyling this? Is this, uh-uh. she, did she I kill wrote me? That. <laughs> no, 
I can't tell which one that was. I didn't know if that was written or free. You're right. I can't tell. (laughs) You're that good. You know what? I love that. I feel like um, I have arrived. If my freestyle and my written pieces sound the same, then apparently I've connected my left and my right side of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now let's dazzle them with a freestyle. Yeah, so so the freestyle, um, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do this one, Juliana, because Julie has spent most of today with me. So I'm going to dedicate her a piece okay. because she's my oldest grandbaby. And she's the one who's in the bubble bath currently. So I'm simply going to title this piece, Doctor. There was a time in my life when I didn't even know why. I would think that the only option that I had was to continuously try. See, I wasn't given any other option. I was diagnosed with things. There were like nine actual diseases, and all of them would afford me an opportunity to receive a check from the U.S. government that would allow me to be considered one who was living with a disability. I'm talking about a chronic illness, something that had no cure. And I understand that for a lot of you, that seems like this is like a lottery ticket. Ooh, for sure. So I'm going to get paid every single day, and I don't have to go to work any more days. Now, for me, it seemed like a death sentence that the doctors didn't understand that I had so many things that I needed to do, and I know that one thing for certain, two things for sure, there were fans of mine who would be a witness. They would bear and say to our creator, that if it wasn't for the fact that I survived, they wouldn't think that they could do anything greater. They would say, she has this, that, and the third, and the last thing that I heard was she was asthmatic. She had lupus and fibromyalgia. There were some things they couldn't even pronounce or say, like myasthenia gravis, and all of them just led me to the place that I became me, just little old me. In the storm, and people would be like, She goes on a mic and she freestyles off the dome and she goes savage. And the reality is this sometimes I'm just telling the truth, but you've been lied to so much that it sounds so foreign to you, and that's okay because honesty is indigenous to me, it's one of the languages that I speak, like my love languages. And all of those that I loved while I was living in Europe, you see. My daughter says all the time, sometimes my mother doesn't even know that her conversation is poetry, and even though she's not meaning to, the things that she just says off the top of her head rhyme. Yeah, y'all need to understand one thing for certain, two things to show. I'm not trying to be a poet no more. I'm just trying to be a woman who's living, who's successful, who's vibrant. I don't want to die before I live, and that's why every single day that I'm given, I see as a gift. So I unwrap it carefully, and I say to myself, this is why I'm here. Poetry is my destiny. So I thank the physician, and I just simply call her dog. Juliana Denise, you're my oldest grandbaby, and you, for me, are a rock. She said to me that it means so much to her that I don't just speak rat and baby. I'm not just the poetry lady. No, she's seen me engage with relatives who were autistic and don't want to be touched, nor are they able to verbalize any words in their life. 
but I have a cousin who never spoke before at a family reunion about, I don't know, seven years back, maybe four. My cousin, Michael, said to me, hi, Curly, because that's what he calls me, because in his mind's eye, he sees me as the cousin who has curly hair, and it's naturally the way that it just grew there. He also said thank you to me when I let him pay for his own lunch and sit at the table by himself in the food court because he was checking out chicks. Mentally, he has the capacity of a child that is younger than my oldest grandbaby. But physiologically and hormonally, his body is a young man of over 20. I think he's 25 this year. So the reality is he was just working with the hand that he was dealt. I understood it. And he knew that I knew how he felt. So I allowed him to be a man in that instance. Dr. Juliana said to me on this evening, Gigi, I love all the languages that you speak. And even though you've had diagnoses that would make other doctors think that you are not strong but weak, I'm going to eradicate several things that you have been diagnosed with. That will be the legacy that we move forward with. I appreciate that because so many people have generational curses. But what I have in my very eyes, on this day is my oldest grandchild who's going to be a physician, and I have a disease that she's looking forward to eradicating. That means the world to me, and it's not just simply poetry, but it's also our testimony. So I thank all of you for doing touching me, and Juliana Denise for being the doc in my life. In peace. That was beautiful, Gina. Thank you, sis. I love you. I love you, too. That has to, did she hear you read it? Um, I was sitting on, on, I put the lid to the toilet down, and I sat on it while she was in the tub, and she was silent while she listened and smiling. <laughs> so, yes. Our queen on her throne spouting poetry. How can yes, you not what like that? Say it again, Julie. I, I was trying to get the water to be quiet because every time I would move something, the water would go. Right. She was trying to make the water be quiet while she's in the tub. That's awesome. That's my baby. Yes. So I appreciate y'all, and I'll be back next Thursday, God willing. I appreciate you. I am Gina with an E, storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me anywhere that poetry is. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you, Gina. Thank you, sis. Love you, too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, honey. Okay, Gina Storm. All right. Our next caller comes from... Where'd I go? Where'd I go? What's happening to my board? Our next caller comes from area code 218. 218, you are on the air. Hello. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you, yes. <laughs> Are the kitties I, in um, bed? Well, I'm chilling out with two of them. I've got the six-year-old on one side and my three-year-old niece on the other, and my mom is rocking with my three my, my three-year-old. And then when she's done rocking with him, she'll come in and trade and take my niece to the other room. And See, it was so much easier... 
when my kids were little and you could just duct tape them in a closet. You know, you, you can't do that anymore. It just must be That's so hard funny. on you young mothers. <laughs> so funny. I'm talking to someone. So what? You don't need to help me. So yeah. introduce yourself to everybody. I'm not telling you so Here, you can have my other earbud. Aw. You gotta be quiet. All right. So my name is Mariah. I go by Beautiful Blade Mars um, as my handle on allpoetry.com. And then I also have a TikTok and an Instagram that I'm currently locked out of, which is Beautiful Blade Poetry. Um, yeah, uh, I've been writing... your first writing time calling in? It is my first time calling in. I've I've been getting these invites to the show for probably years? over a year, but <laughs> no, I I always miss them because I'm rarely on Facebook. Well, I appreciate. But, I've, yeah. I've been uh, yeah. I've been I you know I know if I just keep bugging you guys long enough, you'll end up here, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have to yeah. go see her just to keep her quiet. My goodness! But I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the family. And uh, I can't wait to share you with the world. Oh. Well, I figure I have I have two pieces for you guys tonight. One of them's a bit longer, but it's my go-to piece for my introductory stuff. Um, and it, it really kind of speaks to my, they both really speak to my style and kind of what I believe in. Um, it's just a good, good piece to get to know me. Um, so, Without any further ado, I'll take it off, take off with my first one, okay. which is titled, To Anyone Who Doesn't Think They're Beautiful. I'm not going to tell you that you're beautiful, because my words could never be enough to break the wall of glass that you somehow think protects you. I'm not going to tell you that you're beautiful because you only hear my words in a way that makes you think I'm lying, that I'm always lying, lying when I look at you and say your eyes are endless galaxies. And I get lost in the twinkling lights that show up when you smile. Stars never shine so brightly as when they're dying, and I would ride through space to save you, but still you think I'm lying, crying wolf as I pull on the cat's comet tail, trying to fly through the asteroid field that guards you, you, you beautiful dying star that will never believe, but simply stop trying to shine, to live, to be, to be more than what you see, what you see in your reflection. I'm not going to tell you that you're beautiful, but I will tell you that you're worth more than worthless, more than gold, more than the mirror that can never truly capture beauty. Shooting stars concealed behind your smile, giving glimpses of peace, playing hide-and-seek behind planets, flying saucers on a collision course with icy insecurity. I'm not going to tell you that you're beautiful. You wouldn't believe me. 
We've never even met, but I know you. I see you. You can hide behind a screen name and a smile, but I know you, know your pain, know that the secrets you hide behind those lips and the undertones and the words that you type say more than you could ever say, ever say, ever say. Has anyone ever said that they love you? Has anyone ever meant it? You are Pluto, feeling demoted because of your second-class size, crooked eyes, and imperfections, but Pluto will always be a planet in my book. You hang out at the outside of the picture, orbiting around happiness but just out of reach because you never believe that it is yours for the taking, cold, unloved, unwanted. Pluto was a placemat where only the strong survived. When we were kids, it marked the start of infinity and beyond. I'm not going to tell you that you're beautiful, but every step you take is the start of a new path that started back in a grade school class when you couldn't wrap your head around just how long of a journey it would take to reach the outskirts of our solar system. You thought the two-hour ride to Grandma's house was never going to end. But you sure wished you could bend the rules of space and time, fly to the end of infinity just to see how far it goes. And you, you beautiful dying star, shooting through space and all the time, wondering who and what you are, because you just can't accept that shining brightly doesn't have to mean that you're dying. We sent satellites into the sky and found the edge of our imagination when we discovered things that we had never even dreamed. And in the same way, I will send rockets up to find you, to smash into that glass wall that you somehow think protects you, maybe. In the glimmer of the light shining off the falling pieces, you'll see beauty in the millions of stars in real life. What you see is your reflection. And that absolutely blew me away. It almost had me in tears. It was so tender and endearing and real. I hope Soldier Blue is still listening because I personally, on a personal level, would like to dedicate what I just heard you read to him. He needs to hear those words tonight. That was absolutely, absolutely incredible. I am floored. Where have you been all my life? (laughs) Minnesota, isn't it? Yep. Yep. See? I'm so glad I was right. Well, I did hang out in Texas for a year and a half. (laughs) Uh, Just so that that you know that you're not just some random person I just send things to. I've I've been reading. I read your work, and I'm really glad that you've come over and shared. And I hope... You know, and it's really funny because, you know, you got the baby in the background and you had to stop for a minute and, you know, tend to the child. And most times people would, you know, that would upset them that that had to happen. But I really loved that that happened because you just, you loved your child and you kept going, you know. And that's what this place is all about. We don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it. And we do it with love and real and, you know, support and that was absolutely the most beautiful thing that I've ever heard in my life, you know. 
I would I would expect something like that happen. You would expect the parent to yell at their kid, "Quiet! I'm on the phone." You know, but it didn't. It was just this beautiful, beautiful interaction between your you and child, and it really brought weight and credibility to the words you continued to read. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So it was it was really beautiful thing to experience with you, and you know, we, it, the the speakeasy is kind of like a coffee shop. We don't we've been on the air for 15 years. In fact, this whole thing started out as a as a bulletin on MySpace talking about being in a coffee shop called the Speakeasy that I posted, and it evolved into this 15 years later. And I'm really glad that you came and joined us. I hope that you will keep coming back and sharing more with us. And I'm excited to hear your next piece. But if you need to huggle on your children for a minute, and then you can read your next piece. Guys, she's not touching you. (laughs) I know. I have three sons, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) So I have either one that is kind of like a love poem. It's it's a brevity piece. And it's sort of like a love poem called Fleeting. Or else I have one called Burst in Darkness, which is a more recent write, but it's 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 beautiful. They're both beautiful, but rather depressing. Which one do you want to share with us? Um, I think I'm going to go with the depressing one. Okay. Just because um, I know that as poets, we so often find ourselves trapped by the monsters in our heads and, you know, feeling alone. And... Hi. <laughs> the three-year-old is here. So this is titled Birth in Darkness. At a loss for air... My bones gasp for oxygen. I sprout hemlock and nightshade from the hollows of my collarbone, water death with the tears from my eyes. Each touch of my skin brings agony, and blood burns the earth on which I stand. I am widowed by the depth of my wail. A never-ending onslaught of disastrous sounds until I find myself alone with my thoughts. I let out another wail. Another gasp for breath unlike I have ever known before and I find myself cradled in a moonlit serenade. Sung by the fireflies to the luna they long for. Plant my poison in the dirt. Breathe life into the leaves that sizzle with the burnt umber brown of my blood. It reminds us that each vein is burst through pain. There is a palpable fear. A discernible desire for the end of days with every breath I take. I am sorry, I cry. 
sorry for the burden of my being. I wish... I wish that I was good enough. And That was beautiful and torturous and emotional and incredible. You know, I think pieces, people think, you know, well, I don't want to read something depressing or I don't want to, you know, I, but those things are so important. Those are the brave things to write about. Those are the things that we all deal with and we all go through. And, you know, I don't know if you were on the line earlier. You were on the line earlier when Soldier Blue was on. You know, he's having a rough go of it tonight. He's had some, mm-hmm. He's going through some rough stuff right now. And so something like that, you know, sometimes we we need to hear things like that. And I'm really, you know, glad that you Absolutely. read those. You know, we find strength in each other. We know that we're not alone. You know, even though we know we're alone, we know we're not alone. You know, there's there's no convincing us that we're not alone, but we know that we're not alone, even though we're alone. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> I know you know what I mean. I know you know. But, um, you know, I just, I, I thought both of those reads were absolutely incredible. I posted the link to your all poetry in the chat room for you. Um, right. Make sure it went through. To go through. Is it in there, you guys? Yeah, I put that in the chat room for you. I see that you're still in there. I'm going to post it on my Facebook page because you are a new caller tonight, and I always do that with our new callers so people can get to know you. And I really hope, again, you know, now that you've been here, that you will find a home with us. You know, find an outlet for when you know you're, you're stuck at the house and you don't get to go out and do things and you don't get to find that that fellowship of creatives that you need sometimes you know it's very hard as mothers you know sometimes to take off enough hats to feed ourselves (laughs) and you know i'm hoping this is somewhere that you can take moments for yourself and feed your creativity and and share and inspire and be inspired and and um just make use of make, make use of the coffee shop here and and share with us some more because i would love to hear more of your work yeah well, I was I definitely glad to be here, and I enjoyed listening to everyone. Um, I I have a couple other poetry shows that I call into, but you know, with juggling kids, I usually have to hop off as soon as I'm done. And you know, they they know that I have a lot going on in my life, whether it's kids or health issues or a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on. So they try to get me on pretty soon when I call in and I like I'm part of staff with them too but you know it's I am glad that I stayed on and listened and I am just hopeful is not the quite the right word um I am optimistic uh good friends to come from this. (laughs) That's a guarantee, sweetheart. And we've been on the air for 15 years. Seriously, we've been on the air for 15 years. And we still have people calling in every week that called in on our very first show. We have new people coming in every single day like you. And they're only only a stranger until I answer their call. And then they become family. You know, it's just a really amazing environment. We never have any drama on the show. We never have any of the stuff you find out there in the world. It really is an absolutely a blessing of a community 
to be able to be safe and share and just hang out and be who you are. So I am really, really glad that you're here, finally, <laughs> and uh, and sharing, and I can't wait to see what you bring back next week. So do me a favor, tell everyone how they can find you. All right, so once again, I am on allpoetry.com as beautifulblade-mars. There might be a space before the dash. I don't remember. Um, and then I am also on TikTok as Beautiful Blade Poetry. Um, Facebook, Mariah Lichty, and I'm currently locked out of my Instagram. And I'm trying to get it back, but that is Beautiful Blade Poetry as well. Um, yeah, I, I just recently picked up writing again, too, just in the last, like, since October or something. You didn't pick it up again. You year. just wrote again. <laughs> Sometimes we have to be quiet and do adult things, or we have to pay attention to a different muse. They get kind of picky if we don't pay attention to all yeah. of them. But I'm glad you're writing again because you are very, very talented as a writer. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear more. Seriously. And tell Mama, we said thank you for helping out with Baby so you could read tonight and tell the kids that we love them and have a good night's sleep. Oh, they're already passed out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Mariah. You have a good evening. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. So that was, like, all kinds of amazing. I am so glad that she called in. All right, so our next caller comes from Area Code. I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the lineup. We are obviously going into overtime. If you're in the chat room and you want to continue to hear the rest of the show, go ahead and dial in and just put us on speaker because uh, we stop live streaming here in about six minutes, but the show continues to air and broadcast until I get all of my callers on. So let's go ahead. We have Area Code 863 followed by 919. Then we have Mr. Robbie followed by 585 and 732. We'll close out the show this evening. So let's go ahead and grab 863. 863, you're on the air. 585 and 732. We'll close out the show this evening. Noreen. Noreen. Over here. Hello, Nyla. I turned it down. (laughs) <laughs> How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. It's good to hear from you. Yes, thank you. And it's good to hear from you too. And and and, and thank you for the coffee cup. <laughs> You're so welcome. You had me crying so hard. You when you were looking at the cup, you didn't notice what was on the back of it. No. And then when you when you I saw you notice what says, I was kind of laughing. It's she doesn't see the back yet. And then when you saw the back and you started crying, I lost it. I oh my god, I was sobbing <laughs> so hard. It was so sweet. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, thank you. And and can you put that in the microwave to warm the coffee over? I think I don't see any reason why not. Okay, because I, do I sure don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Well, if something happens and it gets ruined or gets broke, just let me know and I'll replace it for you. Okay. That that is a beautiful cup. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> I thought it was really funny because last week you read one of Gary's poems where it talked about sitting at the table having coffee together and the coffee cup was on its way to you with Gary's picture. And it just made me laugh. It's like, oh, wait till she sees it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I just want to let you know that we're really proud of everything that you're doing. And uh, oh, thank you. You know, the work you're doing with the poets, with the Poetry Club, the way that you are doing things to inspire the writers. Just real proud of you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So what are you going to share with us tonight, honey? Okay. Um, for Gary's poem, I'm going to read um, Simple Me. Nothing wrong with being just a little simple. Simple food. Simple me loving you. Simple clothes and simple shoes. Simple me loving you. Simple car and a bow in your hair. Simple me loving you. Our family is small, just two. One more soon is due. Simple me loving you. Things we need are more free are not free. My true love makes you love. Simple me. The end. That is absolutely one of my favorites of his yes. because that that is that is Gary in a nutshell. You know the way he loves the world, the way he sees the world. He don't put up with all the pretentious BS. He just, you know, you're nope. just you and and I'm just me. And you know, I love it. I absolutely love that poem. He just likes simple things. That's mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what okay. else are you going to share, honey? Okay, and my poem is called This Parchment Paper. Okay. I have been naked for so long. Come and dress me with your words, simple or fancy. It doesn't matter, just make me come alive. I just want to dance to the flow of your pen. I want to see your pen forming words, words of a poem. I want to smell the aroma of the fresh ink flowing on me as I dance to the tune, to the flow of your pen. Oh, yes, I have been naked for so long. Now you dress me just beautifully with your words. The end. (laughs) I love that. You know, I wonder how, I've got a poem real similar to that. I wonder how many poets have a poem about somebody writing poetry or words on their body. Mm-hmm. Only yours was much sweeter and nicer. Mine, it was scratching and tearing the paper, and and mm-hmm. yours was much nicer than mine. <laughs> okay. Are you going to read a second one, love? Yes, and the second okay. one is um, Cartoon of Silence. The full moon shining on earth, the stars twinkling and smiling. As he took my hand, we walked to the tune of silence. Just music in our minds. We didn't mind, but we're still in love after all these years. The end. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job, Noreen. Do me a favor yes. and tell everyone how they can come show you guys some love. Okay. Um, you can find Gary and our and I and I our books on Amazon.com. And you and you can find um, us on Gary and Noreen Snyder, uh, like Gary and Noreen Snyder um, dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can find um, okay, Gary on um, Facebook dot com, and you can find me like find Gary on um, poetrypoem dot com, and you can find him on reverbnation dot com, and you can also find um, me on um, ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, um, 
I said Reverb, I think I said Reverb Nation, no I didn't, so, um, you can find me on ReverbNation.com, and you can find me on PoetryPoem.com, and you can find us on um, KO-FI.com, um, front slash Gary and Noreen, and then you can, that's where you can find our, um, um, our my, my greeting cards I made, and um, I have my poetry on them, and magnets and my broadside poetry and um and I will have a calendar on there. Um I'm working on it and um so for twenty twenty three. And then you also can find me on um the uh, poetry club on Saturday um evening at five o'clock Eastern time. I do the um I'm thinking about I'm 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 thinking about instead of doing Facebook Live I'm going to do StreamYard now since I found out um, I can do many hours because too many people can't come on. I'm trying to bring people on the Facebook Live. I can't bring them on. I'm having a hard time. But I can go on StreamYard. It don't ha- I don't have that. I can have many hours I want. So I can go on there and bring people on, and they can and still be on the Poetry Club. That's what I'm going to start doing this Saturday. It'll be a lot easier because I was lucky that um, – Constantine came on, got on there, but mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people also can't get on there. They're having a hard time. Hmm. So, and I can't figure it out yet. The problem. Well, maybe we can poke it with a stick and see what's going on. Yes, yes. And then, um, then you can also, um, um, this on August the thirtieth, two thousand and twenty-two. Um, Michael Rothenberg is going to be the um, be my guest. It's a definite, and um, he's going to be my guest on there, and 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 then, okay, at seven o'clock p.m. And if anybody else, I do have an opening on on September, and um December, and if anybody else wants to, because in um October will be Honey Parker, and then November will be you, Nyla. And um and then um, no November will be you. Oh yes, yeah, you gonna oh that's right you gonna interview me on November. Mhm. Yep. Okay. That and sounds December, much more fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then April I have um Bob McNeil. Very cool. That's yes. a great picture of Michael on the poster you made. I like that picture. Yes. Yes. That's the one he sent me, and yeah, that is a good picture of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very excited. All right, Noreen, yes. great job tonight, honey. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, okay. You're, you're welcome. And we appreciate you, too. Oh, and you can find me on here Thursdays, too. Don't forget Thursday night here. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yes. Yes. Thank you, and, sweetheart. Okay, you, you're very welcome. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Mr. Granville. How is it all going? How is it going? It's going wonderful. Even better now that you're here. What are you sharing with us tonight, sweetheart? I'm doing this poem. It's called... Oh, let me get from the fellow first. This one is called Matone. 
That is the name of a young lady I met one night. Martin. Wally, North Carolina. Club Nouveau Wayne. Entering the establishment, I saw her. Afrocentric and then some. Beautiful and shapely. Our eyes met. I am pleased. She notices me. This Cleopatra and I, Mark Anthony, she comes over and greets me, kissing me twice on one cheek, once on the other. Don't stop, I plead. She smiles and walks away. With that alluring gait of a woman, she heads to the dance floor and becomes for me to come to a porch. But caution took hold of me as already I was wafted away by her charm and beauty. Aunt Claudine ravishing her, I played in her warmth and moisture. This pleasure could be my undoing. So I stood my ground and thought about what might have been Cleopatra, Cleopatra and I, Mark Anthony, or better. Later I asked her name. Martone, she whispered. Martone, I will remember the name. A woman of extraordinary beauty. And it was for such beauty that she danced alone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was amazing, Granville. Fantastic job on that. I loved it. I don't think I've heard that one before. No, you have not. <laughs> I, yeah. Actually, this is from I think this is from my third book. I'm actually looking at it and just reading from it. You know, and Very and, cool. and, and yeah, and, and thank you that I'm, I'm pleased that that you remember that you remember my work. I do. Right of course, I do. So, are yeah. you going to read two tonight, honey? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to read two. Uh, okay. This one is called "Love the Baby." So now life goes within her. It seems a miraculous thing. What gift is it that is given us? I hear the angels sing. All is present and accounted for. Let the children come in. Blessed be the children of men, for great is he that watches over them. Almighty God be his name, for life was God to give. 
and gave he did of an abundant and overflowing heart as there is no deficiency in him another life is coming forth I just can't wait to see the sun shine shines a little brighter my heart has grown quite still another child within our care increases our will to live thank you thank you Lyra. that was amazing thank you very much thank you very much I, I, I love it too. I love it too. I'm I'm a big fan of children, you know. I can imagine you. I I yeah. And they love me too. <laughs> you feel it is nature, you know. We, you know, I I think that is how I develop a lot of my writing skills because children are very frank. They 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 don't have but they they don't do filters. When you talk to someone a three year old, oh, music to my ears. <laughs> so they're they're very unpretentious. Very unpretentious. Anyway, now they have a, a couple other people coming up, so I won't hold up the microphone and. My name is Granville John Hedrington. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram of the same name, and on most download, downloading platforms, which I can't name at this time, but because of, I don't remember and stuff. But I'll be just find me here on Nyla Show every every Thursday night. I might be so nice after, but <laughs> I'll be here. Yes, so, sir, so you are. You. So thank you very much for having me, Nyla. And, and may you forever You're... keep on keeping on. <laughs> You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. Very excited to hear what you bring. Okay, bless it. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Our next caller is Mr. Robbie Baby. Robbie. Hello. Hey, Hi, do you Robbie. hear me? I can't hear you. I just like saying, Robbie. Oh, you do? <laughs> I don't mind hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, sweetie? <laughs> not not too bad. Uh, so it's funny because you said, well, I wonder if anyone has a poem about, you know, poetry being written on somebody. And, well, you know me, I've got a poem about just about everything, right? So, mm-hmm. and I know I'm good at, figuring out how to search for my poems because I've got so many poems if I, if I just look like a manual search I'd be like oh my god we're going to be here forever but anyways uh, so I did my little professional search there and I came upon ha 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 upon her body poetry written and I looked it over quickly it's not too naughty it's just sensual so <laughs> that's always a good thing I, sometimes my or, earlier poetry like if it's a long ago poem I you know, all of a sudden I'll come across a line where like I'm like, oh, I don't want to read that line. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading a poem for someone's birthday one time, and I didn't audit the poem really ahead of time. And all of a sudden I, I'm talking about like 
her valleys and her belts. And I, and I was like, oh, wait, a, uh, I'll skip over that part. And she says, oh, you should have read the poem ahead of time, Rob. She's like teasing me about that. <laughs> it was hilarious. Thankfully, it was the only part that was like that. And then I just like, okay, I'll skip over the valleys and the belts and I'll just move on. <laughs> that is too funny. Anyways, so um, uh, as we've been talking about this, I'll uh, read my poem. And I think I'll just read this one because it's a little longer. It was written in 2010. My God, what ancient days. Um, Upon her body, my poetry is written. As fingers trace through calligraphy. My ink, the passion that through my body courses through a passion of essence ethereal, manifesting desire unto her, giving her all the love and more that is her due. Upon her body my ink is accentuated, brung out by her flush, her blush in the most secret places, a stamp of approval like wax on sacred parchment. It is pressed upon my waiting lips, pouted and trembled in this affair. An affair of poetry upon her body written, as I run my hands ravishingly over her, an inspiration in this writing's affair. Ah, to partake of such sweet essence. This is the gift of most unique poetic ink that has ever been bequeathed to me. As the inkwell of her most secret place, it grows with writing's probings, tongue and fingers met in one place. I write poetry upon this love of mine, my ink pouring through my fingers to be draped upon her skin, my passion to express her yearnings expressed so deeply, as my ink suffuses below the surface of her skin, to search for her most secret passions hidden so deep within. As hands rove across her body, I feel the swells of mountainous mountainous womanly fortitude and upon this fortitude passions poetics are written upon with with and without as are her mind's poetics as my passions are sweet sweetly spun as ink through her body courses to the surface of my body rushes i feel the urgency to let this poet's ink flow extolling the virtues of my body's pleasing fortitude as my fingers continue with passion's ink I let them mercurially run. Hands and tongue speak together as I seek the ultimate erotic alliteration to remove that aching alienation, the yearning to experience the enigma of the ultimate satisfaction, the aching sweet agony of arching bodies, orgasmic orchestration. Upon her body, I write the poem upon her, this poem whose entirety speaks my name, as the simple few letters of my nomenclature, they speak of her body enraptured in body's orgasmic game. Ah, what power these fingers hold to leave her before me an only finery of love's lace undressed, as with riveting corp sorry rivers of couplets her passion are spoken and with sliding strokes her moans and sighs are lovingly addressed. What power I behold in my fingers as I probe with poetic digits, dipping them in her poetic ink, as into her love's ocean's depths the rest of my body does sink. Her body is my holy parchment as I trace the love I love you upon her back, 
and I desire you upon her front and upon her side a blank canvas, a tabula rasa for the rest of my body to behold. So I write myself upon her as she closes her eyes at night, my hands and mouth set to caress as I write a poem of love upon her, leaving her in passion utterly undressed. Well, there we go. What an egotistical poem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not real sure, but I think that one might have been a little bit sexual. Yeah, well, it was, it was a lot of allusions to things. and I was even editing a little bit on the spot. I was like, eh, I don't know. I think I might have to segue this one a little bit, this part and that part here. <laughs> so... Like I said, this is in 2010. I don't remember what I wrote in 2010. <laughs> it was awesome, Robbie. <laughs> very, very sweet, very loving, very sensual. Yeah, it's it's more a sensual poem than a, not sexual, but more sensual on the border of sexual, but more. <laughs> yeah. All righty, my dear. Yeah, I can be found at Facebook. See how well she's got me trained? <laughs> I can be found on Facebook under <laughs> Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And um, when you're there, you can find me under all my other names. Uh, so, Or so all my other sites, like uh, uh, with uh, SoundCloud, uh, All Poetry, where I'm Robbie's Poetry. And, and such, and with uh, all poetry, I wanted to put my whole name there. <laughs> they don't let you have that many letters in your name, so it's it's Robbie's poetry there, not Robbie's multimedia poetry. So there we go. <laughs> Perfect. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, I believe so. And I just just on a just to, on an ending note, I thought I couldn't tell if you were typing or something there, and because I had my my uh, my uh, screen taken up by the whole poem. I thought I thought maybe you're typing in chat, Robbie. This is too much. <laughs> Good to another poem. I didn't. I couldn't tell. No, if that's I was. What you're I doing. was. Uh, I had to send a message to uh, tech support real quick. So I, oh, okay. I, this was. I was typing in the word okay while you were reading. Sorry about that. No, no. I just thought it was funny. I was like, I can't see this. Is, is she's typing that into? Is she typing that into chat? <laughs> no, it was fine, Robbie. Okay. <laughs> All right, perfect. And we will talk to you next week. Okay, hun. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. Okay, we have two more callers tonight. We have area code five eight five next, followed by seven three two. So five eight five, you are on the air. Well, good evening. Hello, and how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I am all right. I'm all right. I'm enjoying the poetry and the banter and yeah, all of it. And uh, thank <laughs> you for staying overtime so those of us who didn't get here on time. Have I have not. We were talking about you earlier. I don't remember what it was somebody said, but it was, oh, so they were talking about, oh, it was one of the prompts that was from tonight. One of the prompts I gave out. Let me grab it. It was, um, 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 dun, 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 dun. blues on the corner was the prompt. Oh. I thought, oh, that makes me think about Mr. Curry. Uh-huh. 
So is that a prompt for tonight or for something for next week? Mm-hmm. Which was it? It was a prompt for next. It's this week's prompt for writing stuff this week. Okay. Okay. So I'm afraid I'm. It's it's, it's a prompt for you to do whatever you want with whenever you want to do it. Very good. So maybe I'll comply <laughs> with it. I'll, I'll remind you of that prompt and give you the call for tonight. <laughs> I have this, it's just, uh, I have two things. One is amusing of mine during the week. And I stopped whatever I was doing and said, you know what? And then proceeded to tell myself what? Performing this poem. It's called Find Me a Woman. I need to find me a woman, a beautiful black woman. With five babies worth of hips, strong natural hair, and big juicy lips. Or maybe a tall, skinny white girl, kind of fat, kind of slim, one who works, who eats gluten free, kind that works out in the sun. Or maybe somebody, doesn't matter who, who's a lady of means, a girl with nothing to do, suddenly left alone in the world house and empty bed, which her husband left her the day he fell dead. I could use a girl like that. Really, anything we do as we go round the bend, down the stretch, making one out of two. I used to be go getter. Now my age set a new pace. But I can dig new low speed. It's a groove at this point in the race. Everything I need, I have, or have learned to do without, except for one thing certain about this doubt. You need to find me a woman who needs a man like me, who never gave up on love as true as it can sometimes be. See, I lost my dog last year, and my cat is up in here. And one day when she's gone, who will drive my feet? So I need to find me a woman, shower her with my best, and we'll live out these precious years and go contented to our rest. Five babies worth of hips. <laughs> well, I know some women like that. <laughs> that turned even me on. I can picture those hips. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome poem. I can give you names on. I can give you names on those. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, it was. It was one of those look in the mirror. You know, it's like you know, you rushing around doing this, getting this done, getting that done. So you need to find your woman. <laughs> <laughs> Day you think about that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I did this today, I did that today, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and all this is working. This is all going good. No way there. You know, you need kind of woman. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> oh, man. I need an extra so. set of hands. Come here, bitch. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. 
You would never say that. I said that. You wouldn't say that. No. I just want to clarify that, folks. <laughs> I'm the potty I'm mouth. It's on the voice. It might, might not sound so much as the command, but as the cool, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I guess. Uh, I, I just tried out on it. <laughs> um, tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, but this weekend marks the anniversary. This is very, very the form that put on display for. But this weekend marks the anniversary of a point in history that literally changed the course of. And let me go on today. Our direct, watch direct, result. That extreme extant branches that started to grow in the summer of '45. You're starting to cut out, honey. I can't hear you. I'm not cutting out. Let me see. Can you hear me now? I can't hear you. You can. The summer of 45. Birds fly away. The ground shakes. Humanity its sun. Yellow men disorient to ashes and dust. Shadowy images burnt onto walls. Vaporized. It is done. Off Alamos. Hiroshima. Nagasaki. It is done. A nuclear quake. A seismic eruption. The gods forsake and a bombs take. And wow. it was on August 6, 45, that our military dropped a bomb on Hiroshima. A bomb that leveled the city. And the one thing that was so prominent about the bomb was the heat. So hot that if you were sick, a wall, your shadow was burned into the wall and you crumpled into dust. Three days later, on the night, Nagasaki was bombed in a similar fashion. Atomic, atomic bomb and the nuclear age warfare had begun. And from that nuclear age warfare, we got the Soviet United States. Arm rest, uh, arms, and I suppose say arm wrestle, arms race. We got the Cold War. We got proxy wars all over the globe. The U.S. and the Soviet Union using brown people to express their will and fight each other. And that all began with the bombing of those two Japanese it was seen how powerful and destructive one side could be. The other, one side could be that powerful. The other side had to be that powerful. And then feel like, well, since we're both that powerful, if we ever do this, we'll destroy, not only destroy each other, but we'll destroy everything. I'll destroy you and you. And there won't be anything left. And so there and this fallacy of nuclear deterrence, which we know now is a fallacy because Putin has thumbed his nose at the entire world and decided I would do what I want 
you are all too afraid of a nuclear war to stop me. Absolutely. He he stared us down, and we have blamed And all this began in the summer of 45. That's crazy. Can you hear the cat? Sorry about that. that. Before that, it was, you know, we will take young men and line them up like cannon fodder and let you shoot some of ours and we'll shoot some of yours and we'll drop some dumb bombs and burn up some, you know, farm buildings and cattle, kill some women and children, have atrocities on both sides. But it wasn't anywhere near as threatening as what was evident once we dropped the bomb on the ocean. This is a real bomb. This is what this is what we can do to anyone anywhere in the world. So you better get you one. Oh, you got one. Let's you and I make the pack. So we better not try to do this to each other because it will end badly for us all. So I wanted to be here tonight uh, since we're so close to that anniversary just to drop this little bit of remembrance. It's not history that everybody doesn't know. It's just that everybody doesn't think about it all the time. I don't either. But I do do think about it at this time. It's estimated that between the two bombs, between 129,000 and 249,000 people were killed with the dropping of just two bombs. And so no wonder the world up until this point became afraid to have a major war. But as I say, Putin has stared us down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you did that. I'm glad that you shared that. You know, the, the funny thing about it, I think I must have written this poem back in 2010. But the thing about this, yeah, 2010, and it's on my page and on uh, on the website, All Poetry, uh, where I'm known as Manfield 99, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-T-99. Uh, so it was written in 2010, but the funny thing about it, I can pull it out any time because it never ends. It never will. It's always timely ever since the summer of 45. Catch off the bag. So what do people out- even say? Hmm? I'm really glad that you came on and shared that tonight. I'm trying to. I'm so trying to listen to you. The stupid cat is climbing up my head. Sorry. <laughs> isn't that why? You know, to do what's that? I said, isn't that why you have a cat to do unexpected things that you can't do anything about? Well, you know, you sit there and you try, and this is a, what you're talking about, like. 
And here this stupid cat has no respect for anything. I named it Mischief, which fits. I should have named it Tornado or something. Freaking Hurricane. Okay, I've got it distracted. All right, where were we? Jeez whiz. Yeah, so that's my contribution to life. Well, I applaud you, Mr. Curry. You are incredible. Thank you. It's incredible to be here with you and with all of the other people. I always love to hear Granville. And I should never have said that because it doesn't distinguish his poetry and his presence above and beyond that of the other people. I don't mean to say that. Uh, (laughs) Except that it is distinctive, and I remember different shows that we've been on together, and I always enjoy hearing him. But I did also hear some new people tonight, which I'm really kind of excited about, knowing that if I tune in on next week or the week after, this is uh, these are people I can hear. So glad to be here. So um, my Doug Curry, known on Facebook as Douglas Curry, um, I have an alternate. Facebook page called uh, uh, Friends of Blacks and Blues. Blacks and Blues is the name of my radio program. It is in Rochester, New York. On a Friday night, I'll give you the link. It is uh, Blacks and Blues, and it's on at 9 o'clock Eastern Time at WRUR.org. It's on Saturday night out of Chicago at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDC. B. Org, and I I leave poetry on the on the uh, website allpoetry.com. I look forward to uh, reading and being read. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate everything you shared tonight. And we will talk with you next week. Okay. Thank you, love. Look forward to talking to you again. <laughs> awesome. All right, baby. Love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Our last caller of the evening to shut us down is area code 732. 732, you It's not so perfect over here. Everything's broken. This is messed up. Is end. Couldn't get to think, so I figured I I would call in to do something. But yeah, we're we're it's a mess all around over on my end for sure. And then it isn't, but it is. So there. Okay. What hi, the Gregory. Heck is going on a long time. Oh, hi, I'm Gregory. Be going on. Okay, one happy jazz piece, and then two dark pieces. No, first the dark pieces, because that's how we combat this nonsense. He was obligated to his—he was obligated to attend his friend's b- burial. He was obligated to attend his friend's burial, only to add to the average age when one first attends their first funeral. Hey, maybe it's too soon, or maybe it's all just ahead of its time. 
There's nothing in the world in the Guinness books of fuck. He's obligated to attend his friend's burial, only to add to the average age of when one attends their first funeral. Hey, maybe it'll be too soon, or maybe it'll make one feel ahead of their time. There's nothing in the world's record book on who should be the youngest to commit suicide. You can blindfold the invisible man and put him in front of a firing squad, and the executioner confesses to a death serpent, and the ghosts of those that injustice have suffered. They offer no forgiveness for neither God or government or natural law will bring them back to life. And even if Jesus was a mute, they'd still cut his fucking tongue out. Now here's cool. You're astral traveling at the speed of thought, and that turns your inner mind into a time machine. And the human doorknob lives for a good turn. They're tossing cards into a hat. It is what it is, and that is that. For when gravity becomes the enemy, it's the will over matter that tosses them back. In a time capsule of broken clocks, it remains indifferent to a world that never stops. A prototype, prototype sprocket, a proficient access, a propagated gear, a restless mechanism, a ceaseless engine, an endless turbine. It's the global generation futuristic exceptionalism is a green screen realization that reality is malleable at market value, celebrating humanity's imperfect foible. It's supply and demand for those selling water in a downpour. And a rebellious commodities compelling gimmick, they're pocketing a bag of bonds fortune as they're busking for rent. And they're pitching pennies like their heaven is sent. The mercantile comedy of errors codifies the purpose of international coexistence. The self-governing redistribution centers are awash being aspirations. How close to the sun do you need to be? Deciding what else should remain undervalued. Everything's broken. Thank you. That was phenomenal. You know, I no said we're going to close, close out the show with a bang. <laughs> You're always phenomenal. How is that not? I'm sorry. My how is, Go ahead. I would say, how I mean, is no. that not? Not what? Phenomenal. Oh, gee, I don't know. So be it. I'm, I'm easy. You're all right. I, I read that on the bathroom wall somewhere, but you know. I could, yeah, no, we're out of our freaking mind. And <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and, oh, okay. If, I'll just, whatever. You know, Pitbull. Pitbull and Azalea and whatever his thing is. So, Pitbull, it was the perfect high school date summer dance party. So if you're going back to school in, you know, September, you're like, and you were at the show last night. That's like all you're going to talk about. They were too young to actually register to vote, but the parents were very, very engaging. We took a lot of pictures and it was 
yeah, they were just too young to even register. So it was, wow. you know, industry standardly oversold. But if you were in high school and it was your date night for a sat, you know, for a Thursday summer dance party, it was mm-hmm. freaking awesome. It was, you know, really, it was really something. And in the middle of the national anthem, we made sure, you know, the register to vote sign was well seen. So that was yesterday. And then today that was, that's to cool. Yes, very cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was a pisser. Today went off the charts, so I figured I'd call in. And tomorrow's Roger Waters. So how can you not, you know what I mean? Like, that's why, how can one complain? But, yeah, I mean, it's real. It's terrible. So, yeah, with all that, we just, you know, that's why we put it at a distance. Yeah, I suffer from all that knucklehead stuff. Okay, hey, <laughs> Thursday. Whatever. I can keep going, but anyhow, I didn't realize. I tried to, you know, this is a comp composite of well you also a good thing about calling in is it gives one the rule of anytime somebody hasn't heard it it's new so just because one would call in most every Thursday and read kind of the same thing you know that doesn't matter because it's all for when people haven't heard it before so this one became complete which I've worked out here. So it's become, become thy startled muse, for quicker than the eye the heart ship arrives with the focal point of personification and cloudless animism, a refractive projection's resplendent glint in jeweled incandescence enveloped in perpetual selflessness. A lotus unfolds, the butterfly takes hold, the three sparrows play hide and seek. Leaves fall at the wind's beckoning call. No camouflage with a thousand years of ghost fables as the muse guides us through an intuitive wisp of afterlight. I'm not saying. Oh, I don't know. I didn't really expect to keep going. <laughs> nope. Read that one too many times. There's one more. That's a composite okay. thing. You sure you want me to hang up? No, go ahead. Do one more. We're going to get cut no, off here pretty not... quick, though, because we're way over time. So if it happens, yeah, I would know any I'm of sorry. That. So what happens? You get fined? You lose no. whatever. No, okay. they just cut us I'm off sorry. and they can't talk to you, and that's sad. So, you know, just go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You're oh. fine. Okay, here we go. The elders will guide the mind's eye to visualize a shared sense of beginningness. And we'll leave the Luddites of yesterday. We'll reinvent today. We'll innovate tomorrow. We'll rebuke the past and bequeath the present and rectify the future with the doppelganger's attempt to act like there's someone there yet to be. The identical twin will invoke the calling of a birdsong chorus of call and response. Indigenous professors symbolize that which can't be defined. The itinerant student concludes it's a never-ending realization of inevitable consideration, eventual explanation, simplify the similarities and contradict the conflict. And once before and twice again, you end up where you belong. 
though neither near nor far, nor all the more closer than ever before. And this aspect of the obvious, any strange occurrence can happen. So we'll do the right thing for all the right reasons, for all the right people, and always at the right time. And we'll mirror the infinite mind and we'll reflect the eternal art. And we'll mirror the infinite firmament and we'll reflect the eternal horizon. And the conscious will get you through times of no money better than money will get you through times of no conscience. Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's a fucking Russian pig. Fucking Nazi Hitler. Fuck. Yeah, I always end a reading with fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> you shouldn't get your tagline now, huh? Yeah, that's the big tagline. Or you just do it in... Oh, oh, what did I hear someone in the audience say Donald Trump's like a, a Russian puppet? Fucking insurrectionist-like clan pig? Oh, I'm sorry. That's my inner dialogue. Okay, hey, Thursday, you're the best thing. I guess it's not about me. Okay. So you know what I mean? One minute. I do, my dear. Okay, let me get back to having new stuff for Thursday. So I was going to come up with the newest new thing, but that's that's like six lines. It's pretty not quite together. Okay. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. No, I don't care. Why? I'm lost. <laughs> you you can find them here on Thursdays, guys. What the fuck? I don't care. Go um, go on the Headcount website. Make sure you're registered to vote. You can find me on all the all the wonderful streaming services, especially that Nazi clan, Trump, punk, Russian hell site called Facebook that you can't really do anything on. So there. Fuck that site. That site sucks. Instagram's cool. I'm on Instagram, and that's supposed to be um, fading away, but I like it. I get credit. Never mind. I. That's all. You can find me if you want to. Why one would want to would be suspect to enter. Would be suspect. Why? Why, Nyla? Because you're awesome. You're iconic. I didn't even, why would you want to find me? Fuck that. Okay. I had a call in. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're all, it was, things have been really going off, you know, but that's secondary to, like, real things. That's all. All right, love. Great job tonight. And are we going to see you next week? Oh, I wouldn't know. I wish I, try. I can't predict it, but pretty much so. I mean, you know, I called in tonight, so, I mean, I wouldn't say no, but I can't say, like, definitely, because, <laughs> okay. you know, you never know what's I'll going on. I, okay, I'll get through the week. Everybody be well and take care of all that, if anyone's listening. Thanks, and okay. appreciate you. Yep, Grateful Dead. All right, everyone, you've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe, open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. I'm going to close out the show tonight with a piece by Cassandra Diabla called Empty Spaces, and we will see all of you next week. Good night, everybody. When he bleeds out rainwater through your cupped hand, like the worst kind of prey, Try not to remember the look on that parking lot above his shoulders the day you first met. 
How it glimmered just for you, eyes gasoline rainbows in a world of cigarette butts and crushed cans. You were the kind of girl. Mothers have to pull into supermarkets both hands because all you want to do is drink puddles of polluted water until you shine like that. Mommy, ten more seconds, Mommy. Just a taste you have joined the army. Of heads down dull pennies no one wants to pick up because no one wants your kind of luck. You just dropped your heart on the sidewalk. Watched someone else walk off with it. The last time you kiss him. You will not know it is the last time so you will not understand why when you close your eyes and see yourself back home at that gas station off the highway with some farmer's family plot adrift in the corner, gravestones leaning against the air pumps, you will not understand that it is not easy to love someone like you. You label on a broken beer bottle, trying to hold all these sharp edges in your soft body, you single glove curling itself against the imprint of damp gravel kissing concrete. Like it might someday learn to love you back, you need to remember. Not to look for arcs of color in the dirty puddle of his face. 